Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Talking About Balls. I am Justin George, joined as always, well, not always, joined again <laughs> by Kyle Price. Kyle, what's up? Oh, with that said, it's nice to be back in person. And I feel like, what, two weeks now? Since... Uh, yeah, yeah, we did the stereo one two weeks ago. Yeah. No. Well, no, it's three weeks since I've been in person. We did the stereo two weeks ago, and then last week my dog had like a million teeth removed, so I wasn't able to do anything. So. And they got them made into dentures, and Kyle's wearing them right now. He looks good. Well, he's got no, my, the dog's got a grill now. He's got a, a gold grill. <laughs> I meant you're so. wearing the dog's teeth. I'm wearing the dog's teeth, <laughs> so we're good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We're going to recap week five in the NFL. Uh, we're going to go on to week six. We're going to talk a little baseball, talk a little basketball. We're going to do a little bit of fantasy football, huh. uh, a little update on where everyone stands right now, because I feel like week five is kind of the make or break week. That's where you kind of decide, are you going to go for it for the rest of the season, or are you throwing in the towel? Because it, it, I'll admit, there's there's one league. Fuck it. We'll start off with fantasy. <laughs> Fuck it. We're already on the topic, <laughs> so we'll do that. Uh, one league, I'm one and four, but my team is right there every week. I fucked myself last week. I... Bench Justin Herbert against the Browns because I thought Browns defense have been playing lights out. Absolutely. Number two defense in football. Justin Herbert's good, but the Browns defense looks like they're on another level. So I benched him for Trey Lance. I thought, we have this rookie. He can scramble. He's a decent quarterback. Maybe he'll get me some points against an okay Arizona defense. Boy, did I fuck up because I ended up losing because I was up by like 30-something points going into Sunday night. My opponent had Tyreek Hill and, of course, Mark Andrews. So Tyreek Hill does nothing. I'm still up by 20-something points going into Monday night. I'm feeling good. I'm thinking, you know, Mark Andrews is probably going to have, you know, 75 yards and a touchdown. Still not enough points in a non-PPR league. Still not enough points to beat me. I'm good. What does Mark Andrews do? He gets 100-plus yards. He gets two touchdowns. He gets a two-point conversion. He put up, like, 40 fucking points, and I lost. 41 and a half, yeah. I lost by, I think, like, 15 points. Where if I would have started Justin Herbert, I win handsomely. Easily, I win the fucking game. So, I blew it. That's my own fault. That's why I'm 1-4 right now. I possibly have Christian McCaffrey coming back from injury this week. I have Justin Herbert, who I promise, unless it's his bye week, I will never put him on the bench again. <laughs> and I feel like I'm in good shape with that league. I, I just had some rough weeks. I have my roster quickly is Justin Herbert, Christian McCaffrey when he's available, Antonio Gibson... Mike Evans, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Pitts. Um, I'm trying to think who else I start. I have Cortland Sutton. I mean, it's my flex. So I have Cortland Sutton. I have Elijah Mitchell. I've got a bunch of random dudes. And then on defense, we we do individual defensive players. So I switch those out pretty regularly because I just kind of go for whoever, whatever linebacker I expect to put up a bunch of points. Um, so I've got a pretty decent team, but I'm one and four. Most of that is because of their performance last week. 100% coach's fault. I am going full Kevin Stefanski. I'm putting that loss on me. I fucked up. My other league that I'm in, I'm 2-3. and three. Uh, Had some tough breaks to start off, but I, I'm pretty confident in that league. Even at 2-3, and three, I think I'm sitting in, like, fifth place or something like that. So, I'm not too worried about it. How about you? <laughs> That's... <laughs> Well, uh, two of my leagues, I'm two and three. So, I mean, they're just whatever. It's either going to go one it, or the it's other. It's hard because this, you're at a time where you look at trades to improve. Right. Or, or you, do you just ride it out with what your decisions like, are. In my one league that I'm one and five or one and four, we're allowed to trade for draft picks. So I can plan for the future and I can say, fuck it. You want McCaffrey? Give me next year's two. He's yours. Yep. But that means my season's probably done. So you're just. I'm not up. ready to, to just say I threw away $150 yet. So I'm waiting. I get that. One league, I'm three and two. And then I'm going to name you quickly my starters for this one of league. Of course. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you guess my record, okay? 
All right. All right. So Josh Allen, quarterback. Kareem Hunt, okay. Josh Jacobs, my running backs. Uh, Hopkins, Sutton, Boyd, and uh, Justin Jefferson are my receivers. Jefferson's the flex. Mm-hmm. Mark Andrews is my tight end. Um, and my defense is the Rams. What's my record? Realistically, I would say you're probably four and one. Yeah, it's great. I'm zero and five. Are you kidding me? No, I for How? some. Are you just playing the highest? I am playing team? the highest mm. scoring team every fucking week. That sucks. I am that putting up. A, that's a huge thing in fantasy too, because like, I'm it, putting up mass points. So for example, last week I scored 225 points. Pretty high for fantasy, right? Yeah, I would say the guy so. Guy that played me played scored 233 points. Mm-hmm. He had Prescott, Elliott, Taylor, Diggs. Williams from mm. the Chargers, who blew the Browns out of the water. He basically single-handedly beat you. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> insane. Robinson from the um, Jaguars, Jag- Jaguars had my, a great team, too. In my two and three league, I have James Robinson. Yeah, so I'm going up against every team that week that just has a monster week. That's so, tough, but that's yeah. the business of fantasy football. That's the one thing, like, I used to follow Twitter accounts, and, like, there was one year that I, I didn't pay for it. It was a free trial, but they there was a website that was like, we have a cheat sheet. It's proven, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, you know what? I'll check it out. It didn't tell you like who to pick. It just told you like a strategy. I'm sure. like, this round, look for this. That round, look for this. I did it. And no bullshit. It was my worst year of fantasy football. So it goes to show you that these guys do it for a living. Yep. And they helped guide me to my worst year ever as a fantasy football yeah, participant. It's just a crap And it shit. made me realize I need to go back to my roots. I need to stick with what I know. I get a little too cute what I do. And I've done this the last couple of years. Because don't get me wrong. I've won multiple championships. It's not like I've always been a shitty fantasy football player. I've just had bad luck the last few years. I kind of got out of my, my rhythm. When I draft, I get cute on draft day, and I look up sleepers, and I'm like, yeah. this guy, like, no one's ever heard of him. If I take him in, like, the 15th round, I'm going to fucking, he's going to light everybody up. You're going to look keep like a genius. Look yeah. Like a, yeah, the GM of the year. And then I draft the guy, and then by week three, I have to cut him because he hasn't done anything yet. So. Right. I got to stop doing that. I got to go back to my roots. Definitely next year. This year, I mean, I'm still holding on, hanging on by a thread, but I'm holding on. Yeah, I've, I've never given great value to running backs in any league I've been in. No. I've always drafted high on receivers. Yep. Middle quarterbacks and running backs were hit or miss. If yeah. I need, if I had a number one overall pick, then it's different than you think about that running back because there's only like two or three mm. that are going to produce points week in and week out. But other than that, it's always wide receivers. What really fucked me this year, or were you still going? No, go ahead. Well, what really fucked me this year was... I was told, I don't know if I talked about this on the show or not, but if I did, then you're going to hear it again. Um, I was told by my one league the draft would be, I don't even remember the date, we'll just say the 10th. Yeah. So they say the draft is the 10th. Perfect, works for me, I'm free. My other draft, it's going to be the 3rd. So they were a week apart. Fuck yeah, perfect. Then two days before my first draft, the other league goes, all right guys, draft is going to be on the 3rd at 8 o'clock. My other league, the draft is the 3rd at 7.30. So I did two drafts at the same exact time. I'll never do that again. That was so hard. Remember you telling me that? I took a picture. It's crazy. I lost track of time, and I missed the first two picks. But luckily, I came away with Devontae Adams and uh, uh, the running back. What the fuck's his name? Aaron Jones for the Packers. So I got double Packers. (laughs) Not. I mean, they're They're having arguably my two best players on the team. So I'm not having a great season. Yeah. It's just one of those things of like it was just so hard to go back and forth. Uh, one thing I will complain about, I, I honestly, uh, I'm, I'm saying it now, I might not stay in that league only because so many people auto-draft. Oh, I hate that. I hate it. And it's a 12-man league. It's auto-draft. So you're sitting there looking at the board and you're going, okay, this guy's going to slide to me. And then I go, wait, no, he's not. Because there's three guys auto-picking ahead. That guy's going to be gone. Yeah. Just out of boom, boom, boom. Yeah. computer algorithm doing it. So you get fucked. You don't end up with the team you like. And 
Yeah, if you're paying. It was a hundred dollars. Why auto pay? I don't right. understand it. it. Must be nice. Congratulations on all your success. You can blow. You literally had like three or four people, I think, auto drafting. So it's like, how about you kick a couple people out of the league? Yeah. Kick all the auto drafters out. You then replace them with people that want to draft, and you make it a ten man league. Yep. That's just me. I'll propose it next year. We'll see. I mean, I like the more more people, the more money in the pot. But fuck auto drafting. If yeah. you auto draft, don't play fantasy football. That's why it's. I always stress in my league that I run is like you know here's the time yep. we're doing it now. We do an in person. If you draft can't make it, if league. you can't make it, then let me know now so we can replace you. But we yeah. need to. And I think last year we had out of my twelve man league, I think we had eleven, and the twelfth one was I, I gave him a pass because he was on vacation and he did draft his first six picks. Okay. And then he auto picked after that because he was on the beach basically. So I kind of let it go a little bit, you know. One person, if it happens, it happens. Yeah. I can live with it. But right. this one, I'm not kidding you. There was like half the league eventually after like round five, they all just went to auto pick. Yeah, that's it's like, ridiculous. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, no. We're paying a hundred dollars. And those are the teams that probably have a really good team. They just got lucky with. I them. honestly don't remember because I was going back and forth. I should have paid attention to whose team was doing the auto pick but whatever i digress um so that's our fantasy football update (laughs) yeah we're both doing great so we'll check back in in terribly a couple more weeks Um, the world is on fire around us and we're just sitting here (laughs) trying to stay cool everything's okay (laughs) everything's okay speaking of everything not being okay and not going well for teams let's break down cleveland browns los angeles chargers Let's get into it. Smooth transition. It was a barn burner game of the year, possibly contention. Yeah, broke. I mean, I say broke records, but I mean, very high scoring, very high yardage. I mean, it broke records for us in the in the worst way. I think twenty six <laughs> points in the fourth quarter for the Chargers is one of the biggest. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it wasn't. A, they didn't come back from twenty six down, but still, they scored twenty six points in the fourth quarter. That's fucking insane. Um, Overall, let's go over pros and cons for the game. First things first, pros, the run game. One thing I'm going to I'm gonna say right now that I'll never, ever take for granted again, Bill Callahan is our offensive line coach. Absolutely. Because when I heard Jedrick Wills was out, and then I heard Chris Hubbard was out, I'm thinking we're going in with Blake Hentz or James Hudson as our left tackle. I was not exactly thrilled about that. Going up against Nick uh, Joey Bosa. I'm terrified. I'm sitting here thinking, Joey Bosa is going to kill Baker. <clears throat> They're going to stuff the run because we don't have a good offensive line now because we're missing our left tackle. And the offensive line didn't skip a beat. Baker got hit once, I think. Yeah. Uh, the running game, we ran for like 250 yards total. We No issues at all with that Chubb offensive Chubb had line. some gigantic holes to go through, yeah. which was insane. And on top of it, Taylor Lewan, um, is that a right tackle? Or am I thinking of it? No, I'm thinking of uh, Jack Conklin. Yeah. Taylor Lewan was his he teammate got hurt in Tennessee. Too, yeah. But uh, Jack Conklin got hurt. He left the game. He's still his status for this week is up in the air. We'll get to that um, later. The injuries that we suffered, but the offensive line didn't skip a beat. I think just Bill Callahan and and the kudos to Andrew Barry for putting these players together and these guys for stepping up and filling the gap. Didn't skip a beat. I'm so happy and thrilled with that. Pretty much my only positive takeaway from that game. Only positive? And it's hard to say that because we did score 42 points. But overall, I'm nothing else excited me. I So the only couple things I would say outside of the run game that I was excited to see was Najoku getting involved. Yeah. It was nice to see him get some big plays and show that he is yeah. someone that you can trust. Great game. Um, I thought he had a great game. Um, the run game, obviously. Uh, other than that, no. I think that's pretty much where my positives end as well. Yeah. I mean, we did not Oof. get the wide receivers involved. No. Um, not, now, Peoples-Jones <laughs> had a couple 
nice he catches. had a couple i mean higgins had the touchdown but that was like what do you have two catches the whole game or something two catches like that, i think that. higgins had five catches for like 60 yards yeah. and that was pretty much it odell so. dropped a fourth down ball which jesus christ you know when you look back at it you're like oh he dropped it blah blah, blah. it really he wasn't that big, it was early it. he should have caught 100 yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not going to defend him on that yeah but it didn't it didn't make a difference in the grand scheme of things did that catch would that catch have won us the game you know what in I mean? the first quarter absolutely yeah. that, that would have dictated everything it. so you know, it was a huge it was a huge drop. The drive could have kept going. Maybe we go down and score. You never know. However, it is what it is. I also think I, I don't know, there's definitely not a rift, but there's an issue between Baker and Odell. It's safe to say. Bum bum bum. Is it Baker just doesn't look at him? Because that's what it looks like to me. Odell's out there running routes. He's part of the game plan. If Baker goes through his progressions and Odell Beckham is open and he gets that read, throw him the ball. It's right. that simple. Instead, people are now blaming Stefanski. He's not game planning and including Odell Beckham enough. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. People are so afraid to talk bad about Baker. It's getting ridiculous. I'm just going to say right now, before we get into what I know is coming next, the timeline on my Twitter of the defense, you would think that we're building the Great China Wall around Baker's ego. And here's the funny thing about this before we get into it. I think Baker can handle the insults. It is what it is. I think I think he can handle the the shit talking or whatever. But the amount of fans who are building the moral wall mm-hmm. around him is is I can't open my Twitter without going three tweets without seeing someone saying, "Oh, Baker, Baker." There we go. First thing, put, open the screen. Boom. Someone just whatever. It's just insane to me. Go ahead. See, I disagree with you saying Baker, oh, Baker can, you Baker don't think can so? take it. Okay. No, Baker has the thinnest skin in football. You he, think the thinnest skin? He, he shares posts of people bad-mouthing him. I've seen his wife defending him all the time. Oh, I mean. When do you see Savannah James go on Twitter and talk up LeBron and say, oh, you people should stop talking bad about my he, husband? He doesn't blah, allow blah, her to use social media. Because he doesn't need to. Because <laughs> he gets the most shit talked to him out of any athlete you'll ever see. And he doesn't need anybody to back him up. He just he lets his play do the talk. I mean, Patrick Mahomes' mom and wife both defend him. Right. You know? But also with Patrick Mahomes, though, he doesn't sit there and share any negativity I sent his it. way. Yeah, it's sure. like Baker just has thin skin. Same thing with you badmouth him. What does he always say? Oh, I, I use this as, uh, you know, <laughs> motivation and it makes me better. Where have you been better, Baker? You've come into the NFL and you cry underdog. You're, you're, you've always been an underdog. You're back against the wall. You're a Heisman Trophy winner. You were the number one overall pick. What underdog goes number one? You're no longer an underdog when you're the number one pick. There's literally not one person picked ahead of you, but you're claiming to be an underdog still. You have a franchise on your back. You have the keys to the city, and you're fucking driving us into a wall. He has not stepped up. Again, after wins last year, he gave some cute quotes. He'd quote, Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec, or he'd say something funny, and everyone's like, oh, Baker's the fucking best. He's so good. We're winning. He's talking funny. And then you go to a loss, and Baker comes out. He's got his little Randy Marsh mustache, and he looks all sad and down, and he's got nothing funny to say. If you can't do it both ways, don't do it at all. If you're going to act like a little baby when you lose, and then act like you're cool and funny Mr. Cool Guy when you win, you can't have it both ways. Come out and be that same fucking character every week. He can't do that. And again, I go back to him saying how his haters motivate him and blah, blah, blah. He retweets Skip Bayless and fucking shares things on his Instagram. Every year, and I said this last year, every year in the NFL, his numbers have been damn near the same. How long are we going to blame the coaches, the the offensive coordinators, this and that? How long are we going to keep making that excuse when he's in year four and he still hasn't taken a step forward? 
how long are these fans going to keep defending him? I saw a thing the other day. It was like, retweet to let Emily and Baker know we still have his back. And like some fucking idiot retweeted it in my timeline. And I was just, I really wanted to go off. And I'm like, nope, not doing it. Biting my the tongue. Cleveland faithful. It's just, they're so dumb. And I get it. It is the battered woman syndrome. They have been abused by the Browns for 20 years. Sure. They finally left that, that bad relationship. They found a new guy. He's so nice to them. Takes him out. Treats him like queens, kings, however you want to look at it. I don't give a fuck. I'm not gender uh, stereotyping. Takes well, it's cancel culture right exactly. now. Exactly. So i got to be careful. He, they take you out. You, look, you feel great. You go home, and it's time to make love. Smallest dick in the world. The one downfall. Great guy. Perfect. Fits. Uh, checks every box. But when it comes to where you need your satisfaction, you're just not getting it. But it's not their fault. They're trying. It's just he, you don't get to that point. And there's that one little thing missing, and that's for the Browns. This is all coming around. For the Browns, <laughs> I was it's, open, so. it's the, the Super Bowl winning formula that we just can't get to. Again, Stefanski won Coach of the Year last year. Everyone wants to give Baker all the credit for our first playoff appearance in, in franchise history. No credit to the head coach whose first year he took us to the playoffs. We've had so many fucking coaches. Baker was here two years before. No playoffs. One year before Stefanski. No playoffs. Stefanski comes. Playoffs. All Baker. Even though Baker's numbers never changed. They were the same from his fucking rookie year to his third year. Stefanski made that difference. Baker gets all the credit. Year, t- year two now under Stefanski. Now they want to criticize Stefanski. The guy who just won Coach of the Year is the scapegoat for a guy who's never made a fucking Pro Bowl. I don't understand it. I never will. Makes no sense to me. Well, I mean, Stefanski doesn't do himself any 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 help either when he's the one that's coming out throwing himself in front of the bus. Right, which that's just a great thing to do. I get it. I'm just saying. But that that's, that's, that, that makes him the target for people who are Head coaches fall on the sword. Who, who don't think about it thoroughly like we do. Yeah. People see that, and they're like, oh, well, he admitted to it, so therefore... And I think it's because Stefanski knows how stupid Browns fans are. And no offense to Browns fans listening here. No offense, most, but you're fucking stupid. Most of you are really stupid. dumb. I'm going to be yeah. honest with you. Most of you are really stupid. You don't think rationally because your heart is fully dedicated to the Browns, and I love that. Be passionate. I'm so happy about that, that we have one of the best fan bases in football. But it comes with a price, and that price is stupidity. Because if Kevin Stefanski came out and said, you know, I would have thrown the ball on third down... But I don't trust Baker to complete that pass, and I needed to kill a little time off the clock. Or if he said, yeah, you know, you guys really wouldn't be talking about that third down play if Baker knew how to complete a fucking pass on second down. But he won't say that because he's a good coach. He's not going to criticize Baker, but we all saw it. Now, instead of Browns fans looking back at that second down play, what I'm referring to is the second to last drive of the game for the Browns. We had the ball. I don't remember. A little under three minutes to go, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it was like 240-something, two, two yeah. Yeah, so here's the here's the the the, the plays. We run the ball on first down, get stuffed. I think we maybe got a yard or two if that. Immediate timeout from Los Angeles. So let's just say there's two minutes and 40 seconds, I think it and was. we had the something. lead at this point. Yeah, we were winning by two. Two, yeah. So we run the ball. We get nothing. They call a timeout. Clock stops. Second down. We run a pass play. Baker, instead of checking down, instead of making a, an accurate throw, throws it in the dirt. I'm not going to sit here and blame the refs. I know everybody wants to just blame the refs. Sure, there were terrible calls. That's going to happen in sports. You have to be able to overcome them as a team. I'll never sit here and be like, that one call changed the whole game. Because it didn't. It didn't give momentum. It didn't do anything. It's just, it was a no call. You move on. You have third down. It didn't cost us anything. We had another opportunity to do something. 
Stefanski runs a draw. Fans at home say, stupid play. What the fuck's this guy thinking? He's an idiot. We should have passed. Second down, we tried to pass. Baker did not know what he was doing. Next-gen stats. I'm not going to get too analytical on you people. Next-gen stats showed Baker had zero completions with the ball in the air over 20 yards. His average ball in the air before it was caught, 4.4 yards. We dinked and dunked all day. The David Njoku touchdown was identical to Jarvis Landry in the the playoffs against the Steelers. I'm listening to a radio show today, a little off topic, but I'll get back to it. I'll come back around. Uh, They're talking about Baker against the Steelers, and they had the audacity to say... I saw your tweet today. Elite. They said Baker was elite against the Pittsburgh Steelers. His numbers were decent on paper. If you actually watch the game, we killed them with screen plays, with the running game. Defense, obviously, got us 20 fucking eight points, whatever, in the first quarter. Right. Baker did just enough to just not fuck it up. His touchdown to Jarvis Landry was a 15-yard pass at best. Landry took it 60 yards for the touchdown. On paper, Baker gets a 60-yard touchdown pass. In reality, it was a 15-yard pass, a slant play. Pretty basic football play. Jarvis Landry just used his fucking God-given talent, speed, will, whatever you want to call it, and got a touchdown for the Browns. Huge play. Baker got all the credit. (laughs) When things don't go good for the Browns, Baker gets none of the blame. Baker had a really good game on Sunday. I'm not knocking him. He was very efficient. Was it a Hall of Fame kind of game? No. Was it anything you're excited about? Was it... You know, something you could really rest your head on? No, he was he was accurate to an extent. Well, it's what you and expected out of him, though, because exactly. he does he does that's it. He, well, he does it all the time. That's he comes who he out is has, as a quarterback. He has a bad game. You know, the next game he's coming yeah. out, and he's going to be close to perfect on his passes because that's what he does. Yeah, he comes out, he has a decent game, but doesn't do enough to win, and that's the problem against Kansas City. Throws a, throws the interception on the game winning drive. Against Los Angeles. Oh, he's getting tackled. Yeah, that's what he wants. That happens in football, and other quarterbacks don't throw it to the other team when they're about to get tackled. I'm just telling you. <laughs> but he just gets he gets none of the blame. And what's really what really irritated me, were, again, were the fans blaming Kevin Stefanski and his play calling and stuff like that. The guy just won coach of the year. I think he knows what he's doing. Baker Mayfield is a limited quarterback. Stefanski knows that. Baker Mayfield's first couple of years in the league, if you guys aren't familiar, he was a turnover machine. Mm-hmm. He fumbles a lot. I think Stefanski's just trying to be smart. We run quick plays. And I also think you guys are overlooking how Baker missed a wide-open Odell Beckham. I, I tweeted it the other day. If you, fo- if you follow me on Twitter, or if you can find it anywhere, look it up. Look up the, the play to Odell Beckham. Wide fucking open in the middle of the field. Baker tried to force it to Higgins for the first down, which he's ballsy. He wanted to win the game. I get it. But make the smart play. Because what happened? It was an incomplete pass. Third down, we run the ball. They don't call a timeout. Clock runs down 40 seconds. We punt. But if we didn't, if we ran the ball on second or threw the ball on second and third down, and they were both incomplete, we maybe take off 10 seconds from the clock. And then here's where I come back to calling you guys idiots. You idiots are going to complain about Kevin Stefanski not running enough time off the clock. But because he tried to run the ball and did run clock off, you guys call him idiots. He couldn't have won. There was no winning the situation unless we got the first down for sure. And who throws the ball on the field? Baker. You can't blame Stefanski for Baker throwing an incompletion. I thought Stefanski was throwing the ball. Fans do. Fans <laughs> think that. All right, let me get my two cents here. Cause... Yeah, yeah, by all means. So I just... We haven't even talked about the defense yet. Uh, we'll no, get we're not, we'll get to... <laughs> what, what fucking defense? Um, so I've been the biggest Baker apologist for God knows how long. Every time we talk about it, I defend Baker. You and I get mm-hmm. into it back and forth. 
And I just say, you know what? I hold my I, ground. I love Baker. I think he's a great guy. I, I trust him. He's going to be great. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, blah, blah, blah. I'm done with that. I, I am. You heard I, it here, ladies I, and gentlemen. I am, you heard I'm, it here. I'm done defending the man. Like, I will root for Baker. I will cheer for Baker. I will hope that every fucking Sunday he puts the ball in the hands of players who can get in the end zone. But I am not going to stop now thinking that this is a position we might have to address in another year or two. And whether it's a trade, whether it's a we draft someone, whether it's something that we need to figure out, it's a position that might need fixed in the next two years. And by that, I don't think he's going to – honestly, this might be the first time or it, it might be the first time in a long time you see a, fran- like a franchise tag placed on a quarterback coming off of a rookie deal. It, it might happen. I think that's what we're leading I to. I really hope not. I know we don't. I'm just saying, <laughs> but that it might happen is what I'm saying. I, I, I'm just – I don't know, man. I, I, I think he's going to – manage the game sometimes correctly we'll get the wins this year we need to i still think we're going to win 11 12 games this year just because our schedule says that yeah you know i I don't think we're going to lose anything i but i don't think it's going to be enough to get past the bills of the world it's not going to be enough to get past you know even can't even kansas city's defense is horrible but we lost to them Mm -hmm. you know i don't think it's going to be enough to get past the, the second round of the playoffs right and it in to your point our defense is there when when they're there um, and not giving up 95-yard touchdowns. But our defense is getting better when they're healthy. Our that's, off- the, that's the key. Yes, when they're healthy. Our running game is the best in the league. Our offensive line is top five in the league when they're healthy. It's the best. Uh, well, I'm just saying. But, I mean, they're being <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of no, weird. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying is that it's it's all there. And the only missing component right now, and I hate admitting it, is our quarterback. Correct. So, And I'll, I'll transition back over to this with you because I know it's the next thing you want to get into is – the people who blame Stefanski, I was one of them. I still am. I, I still think Stefanski tends to tighten up his game plan or his, his play calling in the fourth quarter. And then you stop and think about it and you back up and you're like, wait a minute. Is it is Stefanski just getting nervous or is he just protecting his players? And is he is he not calling those gung-ho plays that he calls in the first and th- second and third quarter because he doesn't want to have his players make mistakes? And by players... I mean Baker Mayfield. Correct. Does he not want him to go 40 yards down the field because he knows he's going to throw an interception? Does he not let Baker run those play-action fallouts that he likes to do because he's afraid Baker's not going to be accurate in the fourth quarter? Because Baker, under pressure, as we all like to see, he doesn't do very well. No. So that that's just my opinion. I don't think it's – Stefanski is calling the right play, the right game, quarters one through three. The fourth quarter, I think he changes it because he knows who he's dealing with. And I'll pass it over to you. All right, so time to get into to some nerd talk a little bit about the whole Brown situation, and it'll cover a little bit of everything. Some stats that I heard this week, or that I looked up myself, some that I was given, etc. A guy that I know, he's just like me. <clears throat> he he talks about how Baker's just an average quarterback, nothing special, and people hate him for it. He, he loves telling me about his Facebook arguments he gets in because he subscribes to Pro Football Focus. He gets like deep in analytics to show people that Baker's you know average at best, etc., etc., he went as far as to look up the amount of times Baker has played a, uh, I forgot exactly what it was. I think it was a, a playoff team with a top 10 defense and one in his career. And if I'm not mistaken, once. Pittsburgh? Really? No, we're not counting the Pittsburgh game okay. because they they weren't playing anybody. Uh, week 17. In the playoff game, I mean, I don't think that one counted either. I forgot exactly what it, it might have just been regular season. But it was games Baker has won against. I forgot exactly what all the all the requirements were for this exact stat, but it had something to do with a top ten defense, 
And I think it was a playoff team. Might have been the other thing. So, yeah, we beat the Steelers. You could give that one to them. Um, but this one might just be regular season only then, maybe, because it was the Indianapolis Colts last year. Oh, okay. And I, it took. he asked me, he's like, can you think of it? He's like, it was one game. And I'm sitting here trying to think. I'm like, in Baker's career, who did he beat with a top 10 defense and a playoff team? I'm like, I, I don't know. What I, I couldn't really think of it. What was his statistics for that game? I don't remember. I know he threw a pick. Uh, we, we won, I think, only by like a touchdown. We had a pick six, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'd have to look it up. I didn't look up the exact right. stats. But it was just going over of how Baker has not beaten a top 10 defense on a playoff team. He's beaten top 10 defenses on bad teams because there can be teams that they have a great defense, but their offense is terrible, so that kind of counters. the top. I, that, that, I think that was the stat. But it just goes to show you that Baker struggles against good teams, and he always has. Even in his rookie year, Baker struggled. A lot of his stats came in garbage time because he didn't win a lot of games. Right. I remember that year, his rookie year, we played the Texans. Baker had like three interceptions in like the first half. Second half, put up some yards because it was garbage time. We were getting blown out. So a lot of things to look at with that where Browns fans just strictly look at black and white. And then another stat was – lost my train of thought on it, if I'm being honest. <laughs> I'm kind of mad that I, th- I forgot about it. I was too busy thinking about that Colts thing that I forgot about the other ones. It'll come to me, but we'll move on. Um, the hater train gets going, and sometimes it doesn't It really enough. does. It's <laughs> just it's not even hating. It's just, again, trying to show people the difference in, in, in the problem, in the problem quarterback. Is, the problem is, is there's a conversation now that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing like the other side of the equation is that you're never going to convince the mob that right. it's anything different than what they think it is. Oh, I remember my other two. Can I oh, go before, ahead. Before I Absolutely. lose them again. Yeah. So the one is... Against the Blitz, Baker is, I think, the 31st-ranked quarterback in football. It's under pressure. He and there's can't... 32 starters. So if you Blitz, or you put good pressure on Baker, he's just a bad quarterback. There's no going around it. He's not mobile, so he's not going to break out of the pocket. He has to throw it, and he's very inaccurate when he's put under pressure. The second one was, I think it was third down passing, and third and fourth down passing. So when it's like kind of must, uh, you have to be successful to keep the drive going. Baker's also one of the worst quarterbacks in football when it comes to that. Interesting. I think it's like if it's third and eight or longer, Baker's one of the worst quarterbacks in football to get the first down. Hmm. It was something specific like that. I literally heard it on the radio like today or yesterday, and I was like, huh, I'm trying to try to remember that one for the show when I talk about it. <laughs> but again, it's it, it sounds like we're hating on him, but it's not. It's just my thing is I am a diehard Browns fan. I want a Super Bowl in the worst way. We've talked about this before. We have the best roster I've ever seen built for a Cleveland Browns team in my lifetime. And like you said, the anchor holding the team back, slowing the team down, is the average quarterback play. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because we should be 5-0. and Yeah, easily. Absolutely. We should have beat Kansas City week one. We had that game. Yeah. And we gave it away. We had the game last week. We, we the most points, we, we're the only team in NFL history and to have over... 40 points scored, 500 yards, no turnovers, and lose, lose the fucking game. Yep. Go Cleveland. <laughs> Go Browns. But we, we had that game too. And again, granted, if we had a healthy defense, is the outcome different? I think it is. And that's the big thing too, is a lot of people want to put this. I was listening to a guy today on the radio. This is where I get most of my you know sports talk. I work. You so need I to stop listening. Yes, I listen to radio all day. No, this was actually 92.3, if I'm oh, being honest. okay. This was a guy that called in, and, and he said – you know, the discussion in Cleveland, and it, it, it took four years, almost three, well, almost four full years, uh, three and a half, we'll say, for radio shows and stuff and such to start 
kind of asking, I think Baker's not really a franchise quarterback. They're starting to question Baker a little bit. It took yeah. a while. They, they're getting around to it. Was this the name your price you'd pay him scene this morning? No, I didn't Skit? hear that. Oh, you didn't hear that? No. Oh, that's hilarious. But go ahead. Say this was on an afternoon show. This oh, okay. one was a guy just called in and basically, basically was saying, you guys need to get off Baker's back. And it was all in the defense is basically what he said. Right. It was all the defense's fault. And then he blamed Stefanski and said, Stefanski needs to stop going over analytics and he needs to just be smart. It's common sense football. You you kick the field goal when you're on fourth and one at the goal oh, line. Oh, people are pissed about that. Oh, they're really mad. But analytics show that it is the right call. And I agree with it because think about it. What you do when you're the driver in a game, you're in the driver's seat, you dictate what the other team does. So there were a lot of fourth down going for it. The, the Chargers did as well. I would argue one point to that before you go any further mm-hmm. is I don't think analytics told the Chargers coach to go for it in fourth and seven on their own 30-yard line. No, that was strictly – I mean, it also – I, I, think it I was, guess they felt they could just get it. It's partially analytics because it is – Who's on the field? Right, and that, that was just to the, me. It was a mind blowing. That thing. goes into the defense, the uh, the injuries that we sustained on Sunday. The Browns' defense was gutted. Our right, secondary right, sure. was was we couldn't stop anybody, and that's because Denzel Ward left the game hurt. Greg Newsom didn't play. Uh, Greedy Williams left the game hurt. Uh, Malik McDowell was in and out with injuries. Yeah. Uh, early in the game, JOK apparently. Had, had his had contusion of the neck. Yeah, contusion of the throat. Yeah, throat. And and could like barely talk and he he was okay, but he had to go to the hospital after the game. We were really banged up on defense, especially, right. and we couldn't stop anybody. We had AJ Green, who had played like five snaps all season. Uh, excuse me. He played the most snaps of any corner on our team on Sunday. That's yeah. not good when you're going up against Keenan Allen and Mike Williams and an elite quarterback in Justin Herbert. Right. And Austin Eckler's a really good running back. He ate he destroyed us, especially in the second half. He killed us. Um but yeah, I think the the Chargers pretty much looked at it and they said, "I really like our guys more than I like their guys because of how banged up they are." So they said, "Fuck it," and they went for it. Yeah. But the other thing too is it's easy to look back and to say, "Should have kicked a field goal." You know, we win the game if you kick a field goal. However, we we lost the game. What was the final score? Forty-seven to forty-two. Yeah. Well, so five. If we kick that field goal in the first drive, we just lose the game by two points. It doesn't change anything. Yeah. And then, the other thing too is. They missed a field goal or an extra point or two. So they and, mixed two extra points. Yeah, so two extra points. There's even more points the Chargers could have had. So it's it's easy to look back and say, should have just taken the points here, which I agree to an extent. Um, it also depends on who you're playing. Analytically, I think it also plays into the defense you're facing. Yeah. We were we had no problem. I mean, we, like you said, we, we put up 500 yards on the Chargers. We had no we put problem running that, moving that ball. Yeah. We had no problem moving. So you feel pretty confident that you're going to get that fourth down. I'm all for anything over the 50 and anything, yeah. I should say, anything over the 40 on yeah. our 40, going for it. I, I believe Agreed. it. I mean, if you're if you're fourth and three, fourth and four, fourth and five, and you're over your 40-yard line, it makes no sense to punt it. Just go for it. Right. You know, they, and then we have a, and I'm, I'll say it now, first time in a long time, we have a kicker we can trust. Yeah. So if we if we somehow Chase think McLaughlin, that, shout out absolutely a if, lot of people came into the season going, "Well, kicker's our weak spot." No, oh, I, like, I think it's one of our strongest, our strongest points. Yeah. Right now. I, but I think we too, if we if we don't trust going for it, we have a kicker who can line up and hit a fifty-five yard field goal right now. Right. And he he puts it boom right through the middle. So I I, I trust anything over the fifty, and I'm all for going on fourth down. It's funny watching it on Sunday. Yeah. Um. Shout out to Mike. Mike Mike's not a fan of going for a fourth and whatever. Mm-hmm. Mike's just kicked the fucking field goal, and I'm like, no, just go. Go for it. I kept on saying, just go for it, go for it, go for it. Because worst case, you don't go, for, you don't, you miss it, and there's their ball now. It's on our thirty coming back to us. I like our defense. Well, I like our defense another week than we did last right. week. 
but we can slow them down and stop them. It yeah. Just last week, it was it was a fucking offensive and haven. A lot more goes into it than just like a, a computer saying, "Oh, you have a fifty percent chance of getting this," and you're like, "All right, we're going for it." It's not like Kevin Stefanski's flipping a coin in exactly. the sideline. There's going. so many other variables you think about. It's right. a if you get the first down. Let's say it's fourth and two, hypothetical, whatever. You get the first down. You extend the drive. You yep. keep your defense on the sideline for a little bit longer. You keep their defense on the field a little bit longer, which yep. you you're not really worried about their defense. You can have your way with them. But at the time where we were going for it early, we were giving our defense a longer break. Yep. Extend drive. That's the keep the ball out of their hands. That's the key to the game. Yep. Kick that field goal. Yeah, you get three points. Great. Chargers get the ball. We couldn't stop the Chargers. They probably drive down and score a field or a touchdown. So they, they were killing us in chunk plays. One hundred percent. And that's the thing is like Browns fans look at it as like, oh, take the points, take the points. Okay, if you're playing the Golden State Warriors, would you rather get uh, one free throw or would you rather hold the ball and get a three pointer? You want the most points possible. I think that's what the Browns right. were going for because you know that other team's going to score at will against you. So you take your three, they drive down and get seven. Guess what? You're down seven to three. Yep. Then you're sitting there going, should have went for it on fourth and two. It's easy to be armchair quarterback, Monday morning quarterback, whatever they call it. Well, we're all professional coaches exactly. on Monday. Everyone second guesses Kevin Stefanski and every decision he makes when it doesn't pay off. When it pays off, you guys are quiet. Greatest Nobody coach says a bad ever. word. Greatest exactly. coach ever. And it's the same thing with the second to last possession of the game. And then I haven't gone back and watched it, but I heard a guy today say that he went back and rewatched the All-22 for the final I, drive. I wish I had the All-22. I know it costs money, though. but I, I'm thinking about doing the free week just to watch this game again because there are some certain plays I want to watch. The one thing he said was on that final drive, Chargers defense stepped up, and everyone wants to blame Stefanski because after the game he said we were playing for a Hail Mary. The Chargers defense played great. They went back and watched, and they said, if you watch the receivers, I don't know if it's the receivers' lack of effort, we were not. We had nobody open on that final no, drive. No. With a minute and a half left, no timeouts, nobody was open. That's why all we could do was check down. Browns fans were pissed. What is Stefanski doing? Blah, blah, blah. You can't just, because Stefanski calls a play, doesn't mean they just go, all right, you know what? He was going to call a deep ball here, so we're just going to give it to you. That's not how it works. You have to come, You have to execute. It's the Madden mentality. It really is. Where they people think, play video games and know fucking, what happens. Uh, the Hail Mary, and it's going to be fine. Because yep. I can do it Madden. I can do it in real life. Just chuck it, it up there, and way. they come down with it. Yeah. So Browns fans, again, did they come off like idiots, second-guessing what Stefanski did. Stefanski's just trying to appease everybody when he talks about it. If you think what he says in his press conferences after the game are what he says to the teammates behind to the team behind closed doors, you're a fool. That's all I can I say. I would love to see an unfiltered Stefanski. I would love to. To see what I, he says. I bet they ripped Baker a new asshole for his decision-making. On paper, his stats look good. And even Baker admitted to that today. And I, I like that he said this. I mean, I'll, don't get me wrong. I'm with Kyle. I don't hate Baker. Baker is the epitome of a Cleveland quarterback. He's gritty. He's tough. Doesn't look like the, the prototypical guy. He seems like a cool dude to drink a beer with. Yeah. Seems fun. I, I, I've admitted... I, I traded a Walker Bueller uh, autograph jersey for a Baker autograph. In hindsight, the Walker Bueller is worth a lot more money now. But I'm okay that I did it because I wanted a Baker piece for my basement because he's a Cleveland Brown. I like the guy. I respect him. I just want to win a fucking Super Bowl. That's all right. I want. So for Baker, he said today, because he always has the right thing to say. I'll give him that. They asked him. They said, Baker, you had arguably your best game of your career on Sunday. And he said, yeah, if you just look at my stats, but you know, the only stat I care about is a win or loss. We didn't win. That's all that matters. Yeah. And I agree with that. Yeah. I, a lot of people argue and they say like, oh, stats don't matter. You don't need a, you don't need Aaron Rodgers to win a Super Bowl, blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, no, but you need a guy close. That's all I've ever said. Baker putting up 25 touchdowns a year for 4,000 yards is not close to an MVP caliber quarterback. And I go back to last year, 2020, the final four quarterbacks, 
were Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Four of the best quarterbacks in football, arguably all top five currently in the NFL. Still in, in top five last year as well. Baker, he's maybe teetering on top 12 if he's lucky. And for me, that's not good enough to get a Super Bowl. We need our defense to play lights out like Tampa Bay did last year in the playoffs if we ever want a chance, unless Baker takes that step. And the door's closing, in my opinion, on him taking that next step. Yeah, I mean, the next couple games, I mean, this Sunday's game, we'll get into it later, I know. It's just, this Sunday's game's going to be a real, I don't know. I It's either going to be a fork in the road. Either we're going one direction or it's it's going to be the next. And I'm hoping it's the positive direction because if Baker comes out and has another Baker-esque performance, I think it's going to make people kind of start questioning that, that asking that question we're asking right now. Is this the right decision for our team? And I'm not going to play hypothetical and predict the future or anything like that, but I did get a tweet from a friend the other day, and he said, you know, you hate Baker so much. You know, what do you want him to do? Get rid of him, and then what? Draft another bum? <laughs> and I just said, guys, this goes back to my the battered woman living in fear. Not every GM is going to pick bad quarterbacks. We had a horrible run. Don't get me wrong. I know that. Yeah. That just doesn't mean that because Baker's okay, we'll never find anybody else. Right. And there's other ways to get quarterbacks other than just you got to trade up to the top five and draft a quarterback. That's it. There's plenty other ways. Ask the Tampa Bay Buccaneers yeah. who just so happened to find a guy on the street and win a fucking Super Bowl with him. Yeah. So on for the, Browns fans that the, tell on the you, street. <laughs> you know, he, he basically was like, hey, I'd love to come play for you guys. How about how about let's go for a Super Bowl? And they said, sure. And then they won a fucking Super Bowl. It's that easy. When you construct a good team, you have a good coaching staff in place. People want to play. That's why we got so many good free agents in the offseason. We got Jadavian Clowney, who was another guy that didn't play on Sunday. Yep. But we got John Johnson. We got Troy Hill. We got these great uh, free agent signings. Last year, we got Conklin. Great players. That happens when you're a good team. And again, I'm not saying tomorrow get rid of Baker, even though if it was for the right player, I would. But in the offseason, you're going to have probably Deshaun Watson available, assuming all this gets cleared out, because nothing's happened yet. The guy could have been playing. It makes no sense to me why no one's traded for him. Right. You have Aaron Rodgers more than likely going to be available. I know Browns fans don't want to hear this, but Aaron Rodgers is still an elite quarterback. Aaron Rodgers on this team in football, windows close so quickly. They close extremely fast for teams to be Super Bowl contenders. Look at a team like the Niners a couple years ago. They go with Jimmy Garoppolo. They're, you know, a quarter away from winning the Super Bowl. They blow it. Mahomes wins it. The Niners are now a shitty team. It took them all but one year of being great to be nothing again. Yep. Yep. So the windows close, and that's not to say that the Browns are going to be shit next year, but you never know. Anything's possible. So if you can get Aaron Rodgers for two or three great years... He's going to Pittsburgh. What are you talking about? Right. Could you imagine? Um, <laughs> I, I, I I could. I'd be okay with that because they you have to. I think you have to trade for him. Right. So they're going to have to give up a shitload of picks, and their offensive line blows cock. So by <laughs> all means, you can have him if that's all that takes. And then you also have to pay him a shitload of money which we have. I don't think Pittsburgh really has it at, the, at this time. I'd have to look at the salary cap numbers. But uh, you can't pay everybody. I just I heard that. I think I read that story. Oh, I follow uh, what's his Pony Express on, okay. on Twitter. That I know dude, most people say... That dude's fucking annoying, by the way. I, that's why I don't follow him. I, don't follow I, I followed him one time because I went back and forth with him one time in a Notre Dame thing back, I think, last year because he's... I don't know. Anyways... But I, I kept following him, and uh, he every every day he's tweeting something about Aaron Rodgers. Oh, so and so from this show said it's a good chance that Aaron Rodgers incognito said that he really wants to come play for Pittsburgh because he said Mike Tomlin's one hell of a coach. 
Of course, Mike Tomlin's a good coach. We all he's think Mike Tomlin's been there a good for coach. Twenty years, won a couple yeah, Super Bowls. I, I think Who he's a good like, coach too. No, I think he's that great. But it's not mean he's coming to play for you, right? I, I don't know. If you had to guess right now, if you had to if, gun to your head, where do you think Aaron Rodgers ends Denver. up next year? Denver. Denver Broncos. Yeah, I think that's pretty much that's a good that's a good bet. Yeah. I think yeah, because you think he's going to want to. He, he might want to be on the West Coast, but then you look at the teams. None of them need a quarterback. Right. The Niners. The the rumor was they wanted Aaron Rodgers. The 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 Packers hung up the phone on him. So that's why they went and drafted Trey Lance. Now they're out of the Aaron Rodgers market. You have Justin Herbert. They're not replacing him anytime soon. And then you have the Rams, who just got Matt Stafford, who don't have any assets to get Aaron Rodgers. And I don't think the Packers are going to do an Aaron Rodgers for Matt Stafford trade. I think they've seen enough of him in the NFC North, or they don't want him. Um, And they have Jordan Love as the backup. So they have, hopefully, their future. So they're going to be looking to trade him for a shitload of draft picks. And you just look at teams that are close but need a quarterback to get there. And Cleveland Browns, Cleveland Browns are team number one, in my opinion, <laughs> and make the most sense. And I think Aaron Rodgers would thrive in this offense because he's had great running backs. He has one right now. Yeah, he's never had running backs like this. And he's never had an offensive line like this. I wonder if he's, I wonder if he would think about it because I mean, he does, I, I'm I guess sure. He, I guess he doesn't have the power to think about if he's traded. But I, we, I think he has a little bit of power. He could he could probably pick and choose. He's going to yeah. tell them, like, I want to go here, make it work. Yeah, and that's that's that. Interesting. Um. But yeah, so there's so many options to get a quarterback. And again, it's early. I'm not giving up on the season, but you could tell by my voice I'm defeated and just reality set in. I went into the season. I didn't talk shit a lot this offseason. I didn't rub it in after week one. I haven't said much about Baker and just being okay as a quarterback. He's been game managing most of the time. But we're getting to that point where, like Kyle said, it is kind of a make or break week where is Baker going to take a fucking step? Because this happened last year. Remember, everyone told me, I got into arguments until I was blue in the face with people. Baker Mayfield, he just had to get in sync with the offense. The offense clicked after the Bengals game. Look at how great Baker is after that game. Where is that Baker now? Because he's not there. He hasn't played this year. But everyone told me it's going to be just like the second half of last year. And it hasn't. We've beaten some shitty teams. Uh, The Bears weren't very good when we played them. They're an okay team at best. They're like an average right. 500 team right. at most. We had a rookie quarterback making his first career start. We played the Texans, and I stand by it. We probably lose if uh, Tyrod Taylor gets hurt. Tyrod. Right. <laughs> if uh, Tyrod Taylor doesn't get hurt, we probably lose that game, or at least it's a lot more close than right. we were expecting. And then uh, who was our third win against? It was uh, Chicago, Houston, and... Good, good call. Yeah, who the hell? Jesus I can't Christ. remember who the fuck did we play. It's it's that it's <laughs> we're in week six and I already can't remember who the hell the Browns played. So we <clears> lost <throat> to the Chiefs. We beat the Bears or the Texans. We beat the Bears. Then we beat Bron- the oh oh okay hold on. No, the Broncos are next week. Uh, it was the um... oh Falcons. That was preseason. Yeah, we lost the Chiefs, beat the Texans, beat the Bears, beat the Vikings. Vikings, that's it. I drew a blank on that. Skull. Wow. Sorry, wow. Minnesota. Yeah, Skull. Great. Yeah. And even that game was a shit game to watch. If we're being honest, that's a team. Minnesota. I mean, that's kudos to our defense. We talked about it last week. They shut down a really good offense in Minnesota, but Baker just hasn't really done anything spectacular this year. He's he's putting up yardage against good teams, which. Your number one pick. You should. The Chiefs have arguably the worst defense in football right now. Everyone's scoring against them, scoring at will. Baker did the same thing. To me, that's not that impressive. Right. Then you look at the the Texans, one of the worst teams in football. Baker had his way with them. You look at the Bears. 
Baker had an okay game. He didn't yeah. really dominate because the Bears have a really good defense. We kind of struggled. Our defense came up huge that game. That's what won us the game. Minnesota, very average defense at best. Baker struggled. Yep. Then you go to Los Angeles, horrible defense. Yep. Baker picked him apart. Dink and dunks, but he's still, he was accurate. Picked him apart. Good for him. Your number one pick. You should be able to pick apart a shitty <clears throat> defense. I'm not impressed by that. Fans like to just point, pick and choose games that they want to act like is a big deal. If Baker can do that against the Steelers, because he's yet to really put up a huge game against the Steelers, I'll be I'll be kind of impressed. You got him in three weeks. Yeah, Halloween. Two weeks. That's right. Two weeks, yeah. Halloween. So we'll move on from the Chargers game. Um you know, it's early. It's it's Wednesday night right now as we do the show. And as of right now, Kevin Stefanski hasn't officially ruled anybody out. They also haven't officially ruled anybody in. So Jarvis Landry could be making his return. And I think like ten fucking dudes mispracticed today. Yeah, it's a huge list. Hopefully, of people. hopefully it's nothing serious for most of them, and they're all able to play on Sunday. But what sucks is you have a really banged up team, and then you're going into a game against the Cardinals, who are the only undefeated team in football. We'll talk about that game later. Then you have a short week. You're playing in in three days, four days against the Broncos. So, Browns have a lot to prove. This is a huge, huge turning point of the season. And we'll get into our picks for Arizona later and talk about do we think the Browns are going to go into their Thursday night game 500 or are they going to go in beating the only undefeated team in football? We'll get to that later. Be a nice storyline. I still don't understand why this game's a 4 o'clock game on Sunday. Um, I really don't know. It's not the national like game of the week or it's anything not. like that, so it doesn't make any sense. It could just be because it's a Fox game. I guess I maybe I don't know. It's just weird to me that we're. It's sure just weird that we're in Cleveland. And it's a four yeah. o'clock game. You know? Yeah, if it's if it was the game of the week, it's like the Kansas City game. They made it a four twenty five game because it was the CBS game of the week. This week we have like you said, Mark Sanchez is yeah. doing the call. Mark Sanchez and some Kevin. Co- yeah. Co- cobbler. Fuck if I know. Gobbler cobbler. So it's weird. Question. I don't get it. I hate the four o'clock starts. If we're not on the West Coast, we're, we, a rumor is we're getting uh, Romo and Nance for the Pittsburgh game. Okay, that one makes sense. Halloween. Yeah, so. that's a good one. Might as well have a have a, a fucking joke of a guy. I hate Tony Romo. <laughs> I can't stand him Trick either. or treat. Um, all right, so we'll move on from the, the Chargers game. Let's throw this one in the trash because that's where it belongs. Uh, people out there, just again, I reiterate, stop blaming Kevin Stefanski for certain things. You have a very limited quarterback, and he is just doing his best to keep the team in the games. Trying. And again... If we passed two, twice in a row and incomplete, we didn't waste any clock. Everyone's calling him an idiot. Instead, we ran it, and everyone's calling him an idiot. So you can't win. And, oh, I told Kyle this before the game started, or before the show started, my connection to that third down draw play. Yeah. Last week against the Vikings in the second quarter, we were facing a third and 20. Okay, so if you're playing Madden, sure, you're going to run fucking sprints for everybody. Go routes. That's it. We're getting that first down. In real life, you can't do that. So Kevin Stefanski ran a draw play with Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt took the ball 33 yards against a very susceptible, very bad Minnesota defense. I think he tried to trick the Chargers on Sunday. Chargers played great defense. They stopped it. That happens in football. Not every play is going to be successful. Killed 40 seconds off the clock. Browns fans called Stefanski an idiot. If Kareem Hunt gets that draw and runs it for 10 yards, gets first down, Everyone and their brothers would be like, what a great fucking play. I thought they were going to pass right there. But because we didn't, of course, it's easy to call Kevin Stefanski an idiot and that he's overthinking and blah, blah, blah. So it's all his fault. It is. So that was a 50-minute rant, essentially, about that game. And that was well-deserved because that was, again. I think we got some stuff off the chest. Probably game of the the year contender. And 
I'm happy to hear that you're finally seeing the light with Baker. It's taken a while. It's just frustration. It's just, it's, I'm just it tired. Is. I'm just tired of... How much can you defend and how many stats can you pick apart and try to find to to make your argument for you instead of just letting the player do all the things that you say he can do? That's that's kind of my argument with other yeah. people is they tell me how great he is. And I'm like, show me how he's great. He's average in this category, average in this category, doesn't do this, hasn't done that. Like, just please show me one example of him being great or elite, and I'd yet right. to see it. That's yeah. what I'm waiting for. I agree. All right. Major League Baseball. Don't even really want to talk about it because I'm pissed. I went into the playoffs. I think I talked about it last week. The only teams I could fucking stand in the American League. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only team I could fucking stand in the American League were the Tampa Bay Rays. Where are they at right now? They're fishing. They're gone. <laughs> uh, the other games... So that means, obviously, the Red Sox advance. That's, that series starts tomorrow against the Houston Astros because the Astros beat the shit out of the shitty Chicago White Sox. Uh, the White Sox won the Central, which wasn't saying much because the Central was terrible this year. And they got smoked by the Astros in four games. Astros take on the Red Sox Friday night, I think is game one, if I'm not mistaken. Tomorrow night, game five, Dodgers Did and Giants. you call that the trash can game? It really is. Just a bunch of fucking cheaters. I, I'm, I'm so both sides of that. the fucking game. Jesus. However, like I said, if LeBron gets that ring as the Boston Red Sox partial owner, he'll have a baseball ring before Jordan. Just saying. <laughs> Throwing that out there, everybody. Jordan went and played. And so you're nothing. secretly rooting for the Red Sox. If they win, I wouldn't be that. I, 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 I hate to say it, but they're, they're the lesser of two evils in this situation. Oh, yeah. If I had Boston to choose between... are a bunch of arrogant, snobby fucks. All their fans. I hate them. However, the Astros cheated. They're pieces of shit. They, to me, they spit they've done in the it. Face. Le- they've done it legit this year, though. They spit in the face of baseball, and you know what? They didn't because they they were able to cheat and get away with it, and they should have been punished way more. They should have had to like, <laughs> I'm I'm saying death penalty for the team. They should have gotten years ago death penalty. Astros shouldn't even be a fucking team. Or you make you got to trade everybody, and you're starting from scratch. It's like that's the Black how it Sox been. back in the day. Basically, just that's how it should have been. Yeah. Okay. So fuck the Astros and anybody on that team in that time. The only guy I can root for partially, Brantley. Michael Brantley. He wasn't and there. And I for guess that. Phil Maton because we traded them him this year, <laughs> so he had nothing to do with it. Um, but yeah, I hate the Astros. I hate the Red Sox. I really, I was joking I, I, about the LeBron. Thing. I didn't. I didn't. I'm not see, rooting for either team. I didn't see Boston beating Tampa Bay. Like no that. chance. I, I remember telling you after they beat the Yankees, I said, you know what, I'm okay with that because I think the Yankees with their great bullpen stands a bigger threat to actually win the World Series or yep. at least you know advance. Didn't think Boston stood a chance. Well, Tampa Bay thought the they were going to win. You saw that yeah. article I sent you today, right? Yeah. Where they bought the champagne premature. Which I feel like that happens more <laughs> often sure. than we think. It's just funny, though, you to have think to about. You plan ahead. I mean, right. everybody's got to do it. It's, it's like, just it's a like funny the kids story in, in the moment. They get the shirts after the Super Bowl. Like, they have a lot of Cavs shirts over there. Yeah, they got a lot from them. No, because that's a, that's a seven-game series. They weren't printing a lot of shirts then. We were down no, like no, 3-0 there or There was at least four, te- four years we gave them pretty nice shirts over there. Yeah, a couple. I wish I'd wear them. Um but yeah, so I did not see the Boston Red Sox going winning at all, and then now they're facing the Astros. And in the National League, you have the fucking another team I hate, the Atlanta Braves, beat the Milwaukee Brewers last night to advance to the uh, NLCS. Did not see that happening either. No, no, not at all. Uh, the Brewers were one of the best teams in baseball for most of the year, and they lost in four games. Was it four? Five. Five. No, it was only four. Oh, was it? I thought they. No, it was two to one when they played yesterday. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And then the other series is going to five games. Division rivals, that's a hell of Giants, a series right Dodgers, now. best two teams in baseball, yeah, battling, and, and they're playing like it. It was awesome. That game last night was great. I'm a National League favorite team are the Dodgers, so I've talked about this before. I'm rooting for them again, of course. I want my guy Trevor Bauer to get his ring. 
Um, I'm a big big Dodgers fan. Especially I see he's active on Twitter again now. Is he? He hasn't been. He's been very quiet, but he's been making comments now. Okay. No, I don't follow him or anything. I he, wonder uh, if he knows that um, he's starting to come out of the the the, the he, shadows now. He tweeted a little too much for me when I used to follow him back in the day, and it got kind of annoying. If I'm being honest, so I stopped following him. But I like the guy, and I also think he's innocent. I've said that before. Well, I'm I haven't heard anything it. about that now. Nothing, because there's nothing to yeah. it. They they just basically blacklisted him because I get it. It's a distraction. Whether you want to believe he's innocent or not, I think he'll play next year. But this year, the Dodgers looked at it and said, if we bring him back, we're going to have so much heat on us. We can't have that. We're focused on a championship. And I think that they all came to an understanding on that. Next year, I think, is the year where you can start from the beginning. He can come back, whatever team, if they get rid of him, if he stays, whatever. I think he'll be back in, in Major League Baseball next year. But this year, too much of a distraction. So it makes sense. And look, look what happened. The Dodgers went on to be one of the best teams in baseball. They trade for Max Scherzer. So everything's fine. For the most part, they still have to win tomorrow, Game Five. Yeah, it's still gonna be which a good I game can't tomorrow. wait. Gonna yeah. be a fucking awesome game in San Francisco. Uh, Dodgers against the Giants. Check it out at nine o'clock. Very excited for that. And fuck the Braves. So for me, the only the only real teams I can root for are the Giants or Dodgers. And I'm gonna be a little bit salty at the Giants if they beat the Dodgers, but I can live with it. Can't wait for that Braves Astros World Series. Can and you? for me, I look at it too as the Giants were a surprise team. The Giants weren't. You know, they, they remind me. They have a much more known roster than the the Rays, but they were a team like the Rays last year and the Rays this year, where it's a bunch of guys that you don't really know. You know, not right. a lot of household names. They have Evan Longoria, who's forty years old. You know, they have Buster Posey, who's I thought retired five years ago, if I'm being honest, and he's still playing and playing well. So they trade for Chris Bryant, who I still fucking hate because of the, the Cubs, but he's not on the Cubs anymore, so I've kind of moved on. Uh. So the Giants, I can kind of tolerate if they end up beating the Dodgers tomorrow night. But I'm not going in with that thought. Dodgers are going to win. Dodgers are going to win the World Series. All's going to be well. <laughs> no, we're getting a Braves. Famous last Astros. words. Braves-Astros <laughs> World Series. The most unwatched World Series of and all time. Yeah, 100% I will not watch a game if it's the Braves against the Astros. Or even the Braves against the Red Sox, I probably won't watch, to be honest. So Braves against anyone you're not watching. Pretty Got much it. anybody that's not the Dodgers or Giants, yep. I'm not Got watching it. It's is, is, is pretty much my... Uh, that's where I'm drawing the line. So the playoff baseball, obviously, to me, it's the best playoffs in sports. I love watching playoff baseball. Every pitch is so important. The energy. I, I don't like the early so games, fun. though. Like I, I don't I, mind them. I hate the late games. Like I get it. They're on the West Coast. Yeah. But it's a Thursday night. You're going to be going up against Thursday night football. You're starting at 9 o'clock East Coast. So I'm going to have to basically stay up till 1230 again to watch a round one game where there's nothing else on. Right. I get it. You want more people at the stadium, too, because there it's only 6 o'clock. But, fuck, I hate late games. I hate this yeah, time I just difference. didn't like the fact, yes, like, I think two days ago, yesterday, I turned on the, the one game where it's, like, 1 o'clock in the afternoon and they're starting to yeah. play baseball. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm at work. I, I can't, yeah, I can't watch it. At least put it, like, 4 or 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Right. You know? The way they do it, it doesn't make any sense. Because, I mean, here we are today. Obviously, the other series are done. And you're not going to make the guys play three days in a row. Right. But you have, a buy, uh, like, a, an off night tonight. And that that sucks. Like I would give me split the games up a little bit more, stretch yeah. the playoffs out. Yeah. What they should do is get rid of it 162 game season, cut it down to like 142. Then you have a little bit more time for the playoffs. Nah, they need revenue. They can't do that. They're not even getting revenue. No one goes to fucking baseball games in a year. <laughs> That's all they bitch about. Um, but yeah, the playoff playoffs are in full effect. Awesome as always, except the teams suck dick. Basketball news: season's gonna be starting off officially in six days. It's starting. Go Lakers. I'm holding to that. The Cavs look like ass. I talked about that last week. Their preseason has been shit. Uh, looks like there's really nothing to be excited about for that team. Well, I think we kind of assumed that, though. Yes and no. I mean, 
for me, I, it, it's like the Baker thing. I go into it thinking like, all right, they're going to, they got to figure it out this year. And they just don't. I mean, we've, how long, it feels like Colin Sexton has been here for 10 years and he's only been here. He's in, he's going into year four, I think. Is it really year four? Holy shit. I think so. Yeah. Cause I feel like it's been five, six years. No. Cause we got him right after LeBron left. LeBron left after the 2017 season. No, it was 18. Was it 18? Because we had two more finals appearances against them because KD went after we won in 16. Ah, that's right. Yeah. So I think he left after 18. We drafted Sexton right after LeBron left. And that's it. Colin Sexton hasn't done anything. But yeah, it feels like he's been here for like five to ten years. Darius Garland was the next year. Same thing. A guy that they just keep saying is going to figure it out. He's going to be great. And these guys just aren't great yet. Isaac Okoro last year. Not much to write home about. Evan Mobley this year. I'm a big Evan Mobley fan. I'm very happy we drafted him. I really hope we don't fuck that up. I, I hope also, he does well. I also understand, though, how much of a development that he is. He needs to develop in so many ways. He needs to get stronger, more physical. So I expect him to have a lot of downs this year. Ups and downs, but mostly downs. And I'm okay with that because it's a, it's a progression. He needs to get better. It's going to take time. I'm not expecting Evan Mobley to win Rookie of the Year. I don't think he's ready to, you know day one carry a franchise. So I'm not going into it like that. Uh, other than that, really nothing to look forward to on the Cavs in my Just opinion. Just rooting for the Lakers, huh? That's it. I want LeBron to get that ring. I love LeBron James. They have James. a very interesting team. They, have you seen their roster? Oh, it's loaded. It is. On, 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 so many big names. On NBA 2K, it's fucking loaded. Yes. In real life, we'll see how it pans out. I yeah. mean, they played last night against the Warriors, who didn't play anybody hardly. Yeah. Uh, Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green did not play. The Lakers... We're kind of just out there having fun, just getting. A, it was our first time playing together, so they were kind of fucking around. They didn't play in crunch time, so they lost on paper. People, I'm sure that don't actually watch basketball or pay attention to it, are probably talking shit and saying, "Huh, LeBron can't even beat the Warriors backups." Right. And it's like that's not the case. It's preseason. Nobody takes it that serious. Yeah. So, like, there's there's second rotation. Like, there's second. Their backups are what some people would consider starters in most teams. Oh, absolutely. Because you got, and I think the they're crazy... bring, I think they're bringing Melo off the bench. They're bringing yeah. um, Rondo off the bench. They got um, uh, what's his name? Shit, they just got him from from Brooklyn. Uh, oh, uh, DeAndre Jordan. Yeah, they, the, him. I mean, all these people. They have Dwight Howard. They have DeAndre Jordan. Obviously, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, LeBron James. You have Rajon Rondo, Morris. They've got Westbrook, James, Kuzma. They got Schroeder. They got. Um, his Wait, call- no, Kyle Kuzma's gone. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I'm going to take that back. Yeah, you're right. But who's the guy? There's another guy. They played for Portland for a while, too. Oh, he's played for Houston a lot, too. Um, What is his name? Are you thinking of Carmelo Anthony? I'm not thinking of Carmelo <laughs> Anthony. Where is his fucking name at? Oh, Trevor Ariza. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forgot they got so Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza is like 40 years old now. Yeah, I know he is still. old, but still, no, he no, could yeah, produce. No, the names, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm seeing these names that they that's have. That's a guy that I remember when LeBron was on the Cabs in his Dwight first Howard. Stint, Dwight I Howard. taken Trevor Ariza. They got Dwight Howard and DeAndre Jordan. Like seriously, yeah, they have I mean, a good team. I'm, I'm excited towers. to watch them play. Yeah, so it's, and and Rondo, they got Rondo back too. Yep. So like your 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 second lineup is like it's a starting roster. Hundred percent. It's, it's really good. And the other thing too is like the the players may not jump off the page at you, but the other thing you have to think about is these are veterans. They know how to play. Yeah. So when you're going against another team's second rotation, they're they're probably putting out a bunch of young guys trying to get their feet wet, understand basketball. And you've got one of the smartest basketball players of all time in Rajon Rondo going to be out there directing the floor. Yeah. Good luck. Yeah. It's... I remember, I'll never forget watching the Lakers play defense in the 2020 bubble finals. It was literally, a, it was so beautiful to watch that at any given moment, they could be down by like 10 points, 10 whatever, 15. 
they would put the clamps on and they would get like six straight turnovers, shut a team down, and they would take the lead in a fucking a couple minutes. Yep. It was insane. I'd never seen anything like it. It was so fun to watch. And then Rondo left, and Rondo was one of the key contributors of that defense. Him and Caruso, which I think Caruso could be, could end up being a big loss. He's he in Chicago to, now. Yeah, yeah, he went to Chicago with Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Um, his wife is so hot. Lonzo's? No. Caruso's his girlfriend, fiance. Oh, she's I so, have no idea. She's so hot. I'd have to look her up. Good for him. But uh, go white. Boy. Yeah, right. Nice white bald guy. <laughs> yeah. Lock it down. But uh, but yeah. So I think that's going to be a huge loss for them. But you got Russell Westbrook, and now Rajon Rondo goes from your starter to your backup. So, or I don't even know what the rotation is going to be. Maybe he is starting. I couldn't even tell you they're starting five off the top of my head. I'm guessing AD is going to play center. You have LeBron who can play any position. You have Westbrook who can play the one or the two. Uh, so much flexibility. I really don't even know who they're going to, you know, put out there for their their final five. Maybe Dwight gets the start. DeAndre Jordan comes off the bench. Who knows? I'm excited to watch it, though. We'll do a little bit of an NBA preview next week when the season gets ready to tip off because right now I haven't even really thought about it. I haven't really looked into the season uh, other than Kyrie Irving. Household name, Clevelanders. You guys know him. Hit the biggest shot in Cleveland Cavalier history and then went off the deep end. Literally went crazy. He thinks the earth is flat. He is just been nothing but a nuisance since he left Cleveland. And it's sad to see it because he's he's a guy that if he would have just stayed here and been normal, the guy's never paying for another meal in the city of Cleveland. The guy is probably going to get a statue erected of himself if he doesn't go into this fucking weird shit that he turns into. Well, what about what about the uh, GM locking it down? What do you think about that? And that's, yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, was that's crazy. Kyrie Irving, for those of you not familiar, is not permitted to play with the Brooklyn Nets. Talk, because be, talk to, hang out, do whatever. There are them. rules in certain cities, which is just how the world is, and I, I don't understand why people are mad about it or don't understand it, but... Certain places have strict rules. If you're not vaccinated, you can't come into something. And that goes for the players as well. And I like that they're sticking to that so they're not hypocritical because initially people were saying, I think it was Andrew Wiggins with the Warriors, he was told you can't participate in team activities, you can't hang out and eat with them, you have to be segregated, but you can play with them. And he came out and he's like, that doesn't really make any sense. If I'm, if I'm going to do all that, why, why not? And then they're like, and also, if you're in a stadium where you have to be vaccinated, you can't play that night. And I'm guessing they tell them you're not getting paid if you can't play. I think that was an NBA rule. Did he they end said, up getting vaccinated? Yeah, Andrew Wiggins got vaccinated immediately. Because <laughs> they tell you if you don't play any game that a team can't participate in or a player can't participate in because they're not vaccinated, you don't they paid. don't get a check. Yeah. Kyrie Irving's worth a lot more money than Andrew Wiggins, so he's trying to bite the bullet and you know stand up for the little guy. And it's more than likely going to cost the Nets the season if he doesn't come out and play. And what's really going to piss me off is Kyrie because he gets hurt all the time. He's going to wait like... What do they play? 82 games in basketball? He's going to wait till like, maybe they're at game 70, and he's probably going to be like, you know what? Let me get that J&J shot real quick, the one one shot, and yep. I'm going to start playing and be healthy for the fucking playoffs because that's what cost them the playoffs last year. Um, I'd be really pissed if that happens, but oh, it's going to happen. Not. That's what I'm afraid I of. Saw, I saw someone put a meme out the other day in Twitter where it's like, here, Kyrie in one week, and he has like the fake arm. Like his, <laughs> yeah. his, like his our real arms on the side is like a fake the arm. They put the shot in. He walks out and takes the fake arm off. I could see that. <laughs> But yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting to see how that plays out. But as of right now, yeah, Kyrie Irving is blacklisted from the NBA, essentially. How do you think his Nets. teammates feel? I mean, I, I know someone asked Harden today about if he's spoken to Kyrie since this is all taking place, and his answer was no. They haven't talked I to him. I think the other thing, too, is just because they're teammates, I don't really think there's a, a, a tight friendship there. Because no, Kyrie I, Irving I, strikes me as a very odd guy. That I feel like if KD, does, get... if KD does that, he's gone. I think yeah. KD could have the power to be like, get him out of here. 
Well, the funny thing is, is that, I mean, it, I wonder who's the one who's saying no to it, but I saw a thing yesterday that said Philadelphia is not interested in a Kyrie Irving for Ben Simmons swap because Ben Simmons is still possibly getting traded. He showed up to Philadelphia, right. but there's still heavy rumors that right now I, I just read the Cavs, the Rockets, and I forget the third team. There was a third team listed that was uh, looking to get Ben Simmons. It was another bad team, which was weird to me that the only three teams heavily involved in trying to get Ben Simmons are three shitty teams. But uh, they probably had the most things to give up for him. That's why. Well, that too. But it's just more so for Philly. Like, what could they really get to help them win a championship now? Depending on what they're asking for. Right now, it sounds like right. their asking price is ridiculous. But there was a story that came out and said, would the Nets and, and and Sixers do a Kyrie for Simmons swap? And all it said was the, I don't remember which team. If it said the Sixers weren't interested or if the Nets weren't interested. But for me, if you're Philly, you're not interested because then the same rules apply. There are certain arenas where Kyrie Irving can't play. You can't have that guy in your team if you. Maybe have them tonight, don't have them tomorrow. Right, you right. can't do that. Teams need consistency. They want to know what they have going into every game. And that's not injury-related. This is stubbornness. So Kyrie Irving's just turning into that kind of guy where <clears throat> is he worth it anymore? That's is he worth the headache? It, it is. I, I loved him. He, like, I, I was really hoping for an Uncle Drew, too. Hit the biggest shot in Cavalier history. I will forever be grateful for that. Sure. But then he just went fucking berserk. Yep. And I don't like it. Don't Le- like it. LeBron effect. LeBron I'm happy he him. went to Boston, one of our bitter rivals, and he did nothing. Absolutely nothing there. He played well, but they never won shit. I love seeing that. Goes to Brooklyn. Same thing. Gets He's hurt. Then he has Kevin Durant join him, and they haven't done shit. Kevin Durant single-handedly almost took that team to the finals last year, but he came up short. Kyrie watched it from the fucking bench, because that's what Kyrie does now. He gets hurt, and he causes drama. So I'm happy it's not happening in Cleveland, but... Yeah, it's unfortunate. Would you take Kyrie back in Cleveland? No, not at this point. Yeah. If he came came back with LeBron and or Kevin Durant, yeah, sure, <laughs> give me that. But Kyrie by himself, no thank you. We have enough fucking guards in this team that I, I bitch about. I don't need another one. All right, so moving on from basketball, we'll talk more about it next week. We'll do a quick recap of week five of the NFL. I'm sure most of you already saw it. Uh, Buffalo, Kansas City. Buffalo looks legit. That week one loss to Pittsburgh really does look like a bit of a fluke. Uh, Buffalo is arguably the best team in football. Josh Allen's a beast, man. He is. He's he is the guy that I hate to compare Baker to anybody, but Josh Allen's the guy that if you look at how he's played, numbers aside, because the numbers show it too, but if you just watch his play on the field, has getting better. It has gotten better every year. Yeah. Every week he improves at something. His stats show it. Again, I'm not saying I need Baker to be 70% completion, throw for, you know, 6,000 yards, throw 40 touchdowns. I would love it. But it's not necessary. But Josh Allen has become that guy. Josh Allen is a two, he's a dual threat quarterback. He can run, he can throw, and he's so much better of a passer than a guy like Lamar Jackson, which we'll get to that game in a minute. But Josh Allen improved his completion percentage from his sophomore year to his junior year in in the pros by like ten percent. That's yeah. absurd. But that is huge improvement. You see these guys getting better at things. You just don't see it from Baker. And then there's, they're in the same draft class, so you kind of have to start comparing them because look at other guys in that draft class. You had Josh Rosen, who was released after two years, if that. You have Sam Darnold, who was traded after three years in New York, and he looks like a brand-new quarterback. So he went from a bad team. They gave up on him. They draft their quarterback, who's playing terribly, and Sam Darnold looks like a new man. But I'm just saying the Jets gave up on him after three years. The Browns are sticking with Baker in a year four. I haven't seen any reason to carry on to give him a huge contract. Like, people that thought he'd get the Josh Allen contract, if, if the Browns do that, 
not kidding, I might seriously consider not being a Browns fan anymore. It'll be that painful to just know that that, that they would fucking do something that's stupid for a guy who's not even in the same ballpark as Josh Allen. I hate to say it. Browns fans don't want to hear it. It makes me think of the skit this morning I was talking about. They did the Price is Right, the uh, Yodel Heath game where you okay, name a yeah, price. Yeah. <clears throat> so they, the question was to five or six callers, and they played the music in the background, was what do you give Baker as a contract? And I shit you not, the order in where it came in was the first guy said $22 million, 20 to $22 million, which I, I'm okay with that. I could see that. Unfortunately, Baker is going to get more than that, and that's only right. because you compare him to a guy like Browns fans aren't going to be happy to hear this. Yeah. Baker's comparable to Jimmy Garoppolo, to Kirk Cousins. I think he's actually a lesser Kirk Cousins. Sure. But those guys are getting $30 million a year. Baker's going to be right in that ballpark. Well, th- my point of this is here's where Cleveland fans are. So that was $20, 25000000 million. The next call was less than 20 so like nothing. Okay. So I'm, then I'm it went to, to, I'm siding with these Then guys. it went to franchise tag. Okay. Then it went back up to $45 million a year. And then it went back down to like thirty-five million a year. So it did this, and even 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 the uh, two morning hosts were like, "Uh, what?" Kind of all over the place. <laughs> yeah. So it was just interesting to hear like where people think his value is at right now. Yeah. Me, me so they personally. decided they're going to do that weekly now. After every game on a okay. Tuesday or Wednesday, they're going to play that same game. That's a good idea. And and kind of see what happens with it. it's literally going to go off of his play. You'll have the crazy fans that because he took us to the playoffs last year, they feel like they're indebted to him, so they owe him the max contract when they really don't. But uh, I don't know. Uh, I'm I'm getting to the point where pretty much if Baker doesn't really light it up for the rest of the season, I'm ready to move on after year four. I'm ready to go into next year with looking for somebody new because I don't want to give Baker a long-term extension and tie up all that money into a quarterback that I feel is so limited and has hit his plateau, possibly. Yeah. So we'll talk about that as the year progresses and we'll see what happens. But uh, speaking of quarterbacks drafted in that class that – somehow find nights where they want to be really good. Lamar Jackson. What a night. What a night game, game that was. Uh, I mean, the Colts defense first half shut them the fuck down. Three points looked like a blowout that fourth quarter. Lamar Jackson decided to turn it on. He's just, I hate to say it. What really pisses me off is you watch these young quarterbacks bring their team back. And when they have the ball with two minutes to go, you're like, like I watched the game and I saw the Ravens with the ball. And my first thought was fuck. Yeah. He's going to drive down and tie this game up here at 25. What did they do? He took the ball and he drove down and tied the game up at 25. When we got the ball on Sunday and Baker had the ball, all I thought of was minute and a half, no timeouts. We need a touchdown. I'm like, we're fucking losing. I, I literally just sat there. I'm like, we're not winning this game. Like, I didn't want to admit it, but I just thought to myself, we're, we're not winning. Yeah. I was devastated by saying that out loud, but I just knew it. You just got to speak the truth sometimes. You know? I, I gotta, do it. You know me. I do it all the time. Sometimes it's, all it's I do. easier to say it loud. And, you know, yeah, it's all I do is speak the truth. <laughs> but yeah, it's just, it, 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 it's painful for me to see. All these other young quarterbacks, even Justin Herbert, his team's losing. He's at home still, going against the Browns, who at the time, you know, decent defense. Obviously, we sucked on Sunday for most of the game, but he got the ball with two minutes to go, drove right down the field, and took the, took the lead. They went for two. They missed it by a fucking hair. Yep. I mean, the, the the game was he Justin Herbert went down there in year two and did this. Baker Mayfield still can't lead a game-winning drive at the last minute against a quality opponent. Right. It's just I don't know. I'm, I'm it's depressing. Keep circling back around to Baker. I, I, yeah. I hate it. I hate it. Well, let's get to the rest of the games and not try to circle back around to Baker. Is it possible? So yeah, the Ravens <laughs> win in overtime. We'll do a quick one here. We'll go over some of the games quick in London. Jolly old London. The Atlanta Falcons easily took care of the New York Jets on Sunday. The game wasn't even as close as it looked. Uh, Zach oh, Wilson. Rams. Zach Wilson had an interception. In case you were trying uh-huh. to keep tally. 
I'm actually running out of room to write down those interceptions. <laughs> uh, I forgot the Thursday night game. The Seahawks lose to the Rams. Big news out of that game. Russell Wilson hurts his finger. He's going to be missing his yeah, first game of that, his career. That's crazy. He's out four to eight weeks. Probably going to cost the Seahawks their season because they're already only two and three. And that division is one of the best in football. So that sucks for the Seahawks. But my friend's a Seahawk fan. And I love making fun of him about it. So fuck uh, him and fuck Russell uh, Wilson. Did you give him the finger and say if Wilson wants to oh, borrow it? I acted all nice at first. And I'm like, hey, uh, how, do you, how do you feel right now about the Seahawks with that injury? <laughs> how, are, how are things looking over there? A little bleak? He's like, yeah, it's, we're fucking done. He's like, Russell Wilson might might never play another game for the uh, Seahawks. It's true because he po- tried to push last year. Yeah, he doesn't out. like it there. They don't protect him. And then what does he do? He gets hurt. Albeit he hit his hand on a helmet or whatever. He hurt his hand on a helmet. Yeah. Quote. <laughs> but, it, you know, he, he's been upright relatively for most of the year but that's what happens with russell wilson as we've always said he starts off great yeah first best, six weeks of the season he's MVP, the best quarterback easily. to have on your team on fantasy they're football nearly, for the first they're four usually weeks. undefeated by like week five yep. and then the the shit hits the fan this year it hit the fan a little quicker they're two and three and not looking good the rams moved to four and one jets beat the falcons or falcons beat the jets i'm sorry getting their second win of the season uh 27 to 20 final score but it was really never that close vikings beat the lions uh Mike Zimmer and Kirk Cousins almost got into a fight, which was awesome. I still don't know the story behind that, do you? They're claiming that it was a celebratory thing, but he didn't look happy. Uh, I'm Zimmer guessing pissed. I'm guessing Kirk Cousins, he maybe called an audible on a play from Zimmer, and he shoved that in Zimmer's face when they won the game, and he's like, I fucking told you, something like that. There yeah. had to have been something there was, way more. There was a lot more. of anger in that. There was way more behind that than just a friendly, they got a little heated. If you win, who gets that, who's that fucking mad after a win? I couldn't yeah, imagine. Yeah, it, yeah, there's something there. It was interesting to watch. So Greg Joseph, shout out to the ex-Brown, hit the game-winning field goal, keeping the Lions at 0-5. Those poor Lions. Dan Campbell cried after the game. It was embarrassing. <laughs> As I talked about last week, on the show, I picked the Saints on my paper on a different pick em. I picked the Redskins. You made I some progress this week in uh, the old I've, I've moved up. I'm, in, I see I'm tied that. for second place, ladies and gentlemen. I see that. And uh, if I had to switch that pick, I'd be tied for first. But I forgot to, t- uh, to message and say I want to take the Saints, and I would have won because the Saints won. <laughs> Washington football team, their defense still looks like shit. Uh, Tyler Henneke is a very limited quarterback, and I just think Washington is who they is. Patriots, Bill Belichick struggled of all the rookie quarterbacks for, for Bill Belichick to struggle against because normally Bill Belichick dominates rookie quarterbacks. Davis he's, Mills. He's still undefeated against him now, though. But He is, yeah. but this game, Davis Mills looked like a fucking good QB. Yeah, rookie quarterbacks right here are 1-11 against New England since oh. 2014. And so, one of those 11 was Davis Mills on Sunday, but he came close, 25-22. Patriots beat the Texans. Tampa Bay beat the shit out of the Dolphins. I think everybody expected that. Uh, Tom Brady threw for 400 yards plus five, five touchdowns, touchdowns, first yeah. time in his career. So arguably, that was Tom Brady's best career game, and he's the oldest he's ever been in the NFL. <laughs> it's insane to think about that it just happened. He's playing until he's 50. I think yeah. he is. Then we had the uh, probably a, what I would compare to a soccer game, a bunch of guys kicking around shit and nobody scoring. The Packers and the Bengals. Let's talk about the kickers for one quick second. Horrible week for kickers. 13, Extra I think, points, missed. Field goals, everything. Oh my so God. many misses. The, the worst. So many teams' games because the Bengals had an opportunity to win the game. Yep. They actually thought they won the game. Oh, that poor the kicker, kicker was celebrating. He literally thought he won. And then he looked at the ref shaking his hands, no, or shaking no good. And he's like, what the fuck? What do they mean, no good? He's already high fiving and hugging. He's yeah, like, they were like, fuck? they were doing like the helmet touches and the hugs yep. and everything. Oh, poor guy. Mason Crosby missed like three in a row, and then he decided to hit the, the game winner in overtime. They he won a drama built, yeah. A great game, but again, 
I go back to Baker. I'm not comparing him. Oh, to, here we go again. But no, I just look at it with Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah. gets the ball. End of the game. There's like 45 seconds left on the clock. Yeah. I think they had one timeout, maybe two. Gets them in field goal position, albeit Mason Crosby missed the kick. But Aaron Rodgers, with like 40 seconds to go, was like, all right, guys, let's go down and get a field goal, win the game. And he just did it. Like, it's nothing. We we can't do that. And again, it fucking hurts. It's yeah. painful. Uh, the Steelers put the Broncos back in their place. They win handedly 27-19. to It's nice to see Ben throw further than 25 yards. Yeah, Ben actually looked decent. Najee Harris had easily his, his best game of his career. Against a pretty good defense in Denver. But again, I thought I talked about this last week. I thought Denver was kind of their product of their schedule. Now that they're playing tougher teams, they played Baltimore last week. They played Pittsburgh this week. They've, they're have they 0-2 against those two good quality opponents. So goes to show you that Denver wasn't legit. Eagles beat the Panthers in Carolina. That was one of my surprise picks that actually worked out for me. Uh, nothing too exciting. I didn't watch it. It is what it is. Two teams I don't really care about. Kudos to them. Titans beat the Jaguars. Jaguars moved to 0-5. Um, I'm, to my knowledge, Urban Meyer wasn't shoving his hand up anyone's asshole after that game, I don't think. But uh, No, no, he he kept it to himself. Still waiting for videos to surface. Never say never. We already talked about the Browns and Chargers. We'll move on from that one. I, don't I did not it. have um, the guy who got fired. I thought Urban Meyer would first be the first coach fired this year. Yeah, now we move on to the Bears against the Raiders. Uh, Bears win. 20-9. Justin Fields coming up, party. Justin Fields looking pretty good. The Raiders looking like kind of a joke. And then we'll talk about it briefly. John Gruden, he's he's resigned from the Raiders. Emails came out from about 10 years ago of him apparently using homophobic, misogynistic, racial, and titties in, in some emails. <laughs> and titties. All of the above were in some email threads with, with John Gruden. Which 10 years ago, um, that's just normal talk, you know. Especially he wasn't an NFL employee at the time, yeah. I don't think. He was working for ESPN, but... I see a lot of things, and I won't dive into this because I'm not going to make this like a political, like, where do you stand kind of show. But I saw a guy tweet yesterday, and he said, Tyreek Hill, he's obviously a political guy. He's a he's a verified account, and he's obviously a fucking dork. And he's like, oh, Kansas City wide receiver Tyreek Hill. Also, I'm going to preface it by the guy looks like he's never watched a down of football in his okay. life. So I hate when non-sports sense. people try to talk sports because it just fits their agenda. But anyway, the guy says, or he tweets, wide receiver from the Kansas City Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, was he he pled guilty to punching his pregnant girlfriend, but and he still plays. But John Gruden has to resign for an email, blah, you know, blah blah blah, just bitching about the NFL. Then I see other people saying, uh, "How can the NFL make John Gruden resign when Eminem and Dr. Dre and, and Snoop Dogg are going to be playing at halftime? Do they not listen to their lyrics?" Quickly, I'll get into that. A, the head coach and the owners are held to such a different standard than players. You are the face of the organization. You're you're the imagine your boss. You're not on the same pedestal as your boss. That's how that works in life always when you have a job. Your boss is way more important than you and they're held at a higher extent. If I get a DUI or something stupid, if I get a, you know, a, if I get a weekend in the drunk tank for getting in a fight at the bar, probably not really going to affect my work. I can just go to work and, you know, shit moves on. If that happens to your boss, that's a much bigger deal at a job, depending on where you work. And it affects their career long term. If you're, I'll put it into my perspective. I work in a factory. The factory workers aren't in the office. To, to keep moving up in an office position, you're on a different level than a, than a shop worker. Same goes for the NFL. A player can get cut tomorrow and you'll never hear from them again. Head coach could be there for 10 years. The head coach could see the roster turned over 100%. Look at Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick's been in New England for 20 plus years. He has seen guys come. 
He's seen guys retire. He's seen all new people brought in. He started from scratch. The players change. The coaches stay the same. You're held on a different level. So John Gruden was let go. Also, we don't know the full extent of these emails. It sounds like they got pretty bad. I really want to see some leaked emails. From what I heard, there are some that they're, they're, the NFL has basically like buried it. They're, they're never letting any more of these come to light because I'm sure there's way more people to be incriminated. Oh, I know, but I, it's like... I would I want well, you to saw, you saw You saw Adam Scheffler got thrown in there, right? No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't see... Oh, just, I, on the way over here, I read the story, I guess. Oh, no, I didn't even... I haven't been on my... On I guess Adam Scheffler was um, in those emails sending articles to the owner of the Washington football team now, and asking him, is any of this... Who is sh- Adam Scheffler? Oh, I'm sorry. I do it I do <laughs> it. Schefter, sorry. Balls. It's okay. <laughs> Schefter, I apologize. I know other people listen, and sometimes when you m- make a mistake, they love That's it. That's fine. It's funny. I, I do it on so the time. I but so it. Schefter sent it to uh, the, I guess, the... Uh, Honestly, co-owner or owner of the Washington football Dan team. Dan Snyder? And he was his son. Who's his son? Okay. Barry. Uh, I forgot his name. Something Snyder. Yeah, Anyways. Dan Snyder's ba- son. Basically saying, hey, um, here's a story I'm going to write. Do you want me to edit any of this? Okay. And so like, he was emailing back and saying, yeah, take that out. Don't put that in there. Put that in there. And then he was putting out a story. So this is an email that they're basically questioning his journalism now. And so I just yeah, wanted to – saw like he's, he's picking favorites. I saw a couple of tweets today from um, – uh, the guy with the glasses, nerdy guy, the football guy, uh, John Clayton. John Clayton basically said it's a disgrace. Yeah, you know you shouldn't be doing that. So, if that that's just the start of it, I feel like there's going to be a lot more. The tip of the iceberg, more emails coming out and stuff. But here, the flip side, let's flip side of the equation. If we get too deep into it, really it quickly, can I interject? Yeah, really quick. Yeah, fuck Adam Schefter. I think I've talked about that before. Yeah, sure. Um, he a went to Michigan, so fuck him for that. <laughs> Okay. Uh, B, he blocked me on Twitter because he, I'll never forget this, I fucking hate him for it. He's such a dork. He tweeted something about how, God, I can't wait for football to start, you know, three weeks till uh, training camp or something like that. Cavs were in the finals when yeah. he tweeted that. It was the night of a finals game. Yeah. So I was just joking. I was being sarcastic. I think I told the story maybe, but I'll tell it again. And I just tweeted back at him and I said, hey, the finals are on tonight. F off, Shefty. I said, F off. I didn't even swear. I was polite because I knew this guy's a dork. Yeah. He still blocked me. F off. You blocked me. How about this? Fuck off, Adam Schefter, you fucking idiot. I hope you lose your job, you piece of shit. Go I, fuck yourself. I wouldn't doubt that he is going to. They they think that he's going to get either either terminated or rep, immensely reprimanded for it. But Good. He's a fucking turd anyway. Here's my thing, though. At, at what point do we say, it was fucking 10 years ago? Right. I agree. I hate digging up old bones. Like, and it's... I, You've changed. You're not the same person you were 10 years no, ago. I'll, I, I'm not either. There are words that I used to use regularly. That, like, yeah. It rhymes with bag. I used to use it regularly, but now it's very offensive, yeah. so I don't use it. People change. But I never used it as like a gay bashing yeah. thing. But people change. So but yeah, you, my, everyone my thing is, is that what John Gruden said back in the day, maybe it wasn't something where he meant it in a malicious form. It's just how they yeah. spoke yeah. or whatever. And now it's he's been going. He's had a successful career at ESPN. He's had a uh, okay career coaching back at the Raiders. But now you bring it out. What was the point of bringing it out and now throwing You know, What's the point of this? You know, um, conspiracy theory corner here. We're oh, here we, oh, we're doing it. Urban Meyer leaked the emails because he was like, <laughs> they're on to me. I'm about to get fired. He's like, fuck Gruden. Urban's like, here's some in. money. Can we go ahead and Those get that two, out I there? I bet emailed a lot when they were both unemployoyed, like not coaching. I'm, I'm, that's my, I'm sticking my money on Urban Meyer. He took shit. the heat off Urban Meyer. Yeah. You're not you talking about him now. Yeah, he's good. Duval, baby. He's doing it all down there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that's uh, that's crazy. And then Anyways. to the nerds that are, it was Jason Whitlock. He's a fucking another guy that's just all about hot takes and shit like that. 
Um, he's the one who said, you know, the NFL needs to explain why they're allowing Eminem and blah, 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 because of their lyrics. Oh, yeah. There's a huge difference between whether you want, whether you like rap music or not. I'm surprised it, it, he's saying something like but that. But it goes for any type of music anybody listens to. It's art. Yeah. It's no different than a movie, than, than a stand-up comic, than, you know, a musician, whatever. What they do is art. It's not, it's not a fact. It's not a true story. Right. So Eminem rapping about, you know, calling girls bitches and that he hates gay people and stuff like that. While it may be true, it's art, so you can't take it as true. There are plenty of rappers that rap about killing people and doing this, and they've probably never committed a crime in their life. They probably wear their seatbelt and drive the speed limit. Look at Rick Ross. Rick Ross acts like he was the biggest drug dealer in Florida history. He was a corrections officer. He worked in a prison. He was a good guy. He just decided to turn into a a persona and make a rap career, and it's worked out great for him. So to use that excuse of, like, well, look at the lyrics, blah, 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 Totally different than guys sending emails talking shit because that's real life. Art, music, whatever is not. I can't wait till the halftime show this I'm, year. I couldn't be more excited about that. That's the first great, time I talked about it last time. I'm, great lineup. Cannot wait. Uh, but yeah, so the Bears win. John Gruden definitely lost this week. <laughs> 49ers lose a close one to the Cardinals, a little bit closer than Arizona probably expected, especially going up against rookie Trey Lance, which makes me think the Browns kind of stand a chance this week. And we'll get into that after we talk all yep. about this. But the Cardinals win 17 to 10 to remain 5 0. Uh, Cowboys beat the piss out of the New York Giants. Poor Giants. Saquon Barkley's hurt. Uh, his ankle swelled up. It looked like some of the injuries I've had in my life, so I know that That feeling. looked horrible. I saw And picture. Daniel Jones could barely walk. He got a concussion. He might not be playing again this week. Uh, but they lost 44-20. to The Cowboys are 4-1. and Giants 1-4. and Bills and Chiefs, 38-20. to Bills, it was never close. Bills beat the shit out of the Chiefs. Uh, the Chiefs need to figure some shit out on defense. And offensively, I think they'll be okay. I mean, nothing really looks that bad on offense. I think Mahomes had, what, seven interceptions on the year so far? Yeah, he's That's... definitely having his worst September. But again, it's, there's a lot more to it. It's He's got some new pieces on offense. He's got a lot of people. I was listening to a show today, and people said, is it Andy Reid? Does Andy Reid not really care as much anymore? He's got a Super Bowl. He, he's not getting any younger. He was just in the hospital a couple of weeks ago after the game. It, what's going on in Kansas City? Obviously, to me, I don't think they're a real contender. Um, offensively, when you have Patrick Mahomes, you can be in any game. But defensively, they can't stop anybody. So is that a defensive coordinator thing? And you don't have the pieces. I mean, you have good players on defense. That's the thing is they yeah they have a lot of returning players from last year. Nothing really too crazy. If anything, they might have gotten him a little bit better. Like they drafted Nick Bolton in the second round, linebacker yeah. out of Missouri, and he's a stud. He's a really good player. So they they've kind of added some better pieces. They just can't put it together. So maybe it is Steve Spagnola. So yeah. maybe maybe they let him go to kind of prove a point. I mean, the offense, you know, is there. I mean, who, who did, does he call his own plays, or is he an offensive coordinator to call plays for him? Uh, well, I mean, they have Eric Bieniemy still there, Is he I calling think. the plays? I think he – I don't know if he calls the plays. I know he's the OC, so I don't know. Right. I'm not exactly positive. I'm I don't sure know. Mahomes the offense full... is The offense is always in it, though. I mean, yeah. I mean, like I said, the, uh, Buffalo's got the number one defense in football, and, and the Chiefs still scored 20 in a game where it was a blowout. Yeah. But they still put up 20 points, and, like, they moved the ball pretty well. Mahomes yeah. turned it over in the red zone a couple times, so, like, they were moving. They were scoring. Yeah. Like, they could still do all that, but they just – that's the problem. They can't stop anybody. The, the Chiefs can score 50, but they're going to give up 51, and that's yeah. not good in the NFL. Then we move on to Monday night. As I said, Lamar Jackson uh, has his best game as a quarterback, as does Carson Wentz. A lot of people kind of – he got thrown under the shadows, into the shadows there. Carson Wentz had a career game on Monday night against the Ravens. I'm a Carson Wentz fan, so I was pulling for him. Obviously wanted him to beat the Ravens. Would have been awesome. The Colts defense choked, and you could see it in Carson Wentz's face. He did everything he could. He did the same thing I talked about with Baker. He got the ball with like a minute to go in the fourth quarter. Don't get me wrong. 
uh, I think it was Jack Doyle, he he kind of flopped on a push from one of the Ravens players, and he hit the ground. They got a 15-yard penalty to keep the drive going. That definitely helped on that final drive. However, overall, Carson Wentz had a great game, but when they did the coin flip and the Ravens got the ball, you could see Carson Wentz's face just kind of looks down. He just he knew. He's like, we're not, we're not getting the ball back. The game's <laughs> over. And what a dick move by Harbaugh. Uh, Rodrigo Blankenship has a hard game, missed some kicks, possibly injured, got a kick blocked. Colts should have won that game handedly. But again, a missed extra point, a blocked field goal, then a missed field goal as time expires. They go out for the coin toss. Who does Jim Harbaugh send out there? Mason, uh, what's his name? Justin Tucker. <laughs> Sends out his kicker to Carson Wentz to be the captain for the coin flip. What a dick move. You know he did it on purpose to rub it in their face of like, here's a good kicker, motherfuckers. But Calais Campbell, to me, was the MVP of the game. Lamar Jackson had a great game. Carson Wentz had a great game. Uh, But Calais Campbell at the end there, he came up with a huge sack on Carson Wentz. And then he blocked a field goal and almost blocked the potential game winner that Rodrigo Blankenship missed. And I think that's because Calais Campbell got through. He kicked it a little bit extra to the left, fucking shanked it. Yeah. So Calais Campbell, to me, was the MVP of that game, and he didn't really do much till the fourth quarter. Two points. One, uh, it was really high that night. I didn't watch a game at all. Okay. Second point. It was point. a great game. Yeah. I stayed up yeah. way too late. I've been I, staying up way I, too late I, watching sports I watched lately. part of it because I, I have my phone. I checked the score before I just me and my bed had a, a good session. <laughs> uh, the second part, though, is that on the way over here, the, um, the afternoon team on the talk show brought up a good question. Justin Tucker, how many teams right now would give up a first-round pick for Justin Tucker? Uh, first round pick. I don't think any, you know, even, to be honest. even if you're a contender, but your only weak spot is your kicker. No, I think you're confident in, in your team at this point. I also think that a kicker isn't as important. Like, I don't know. I just think like if you're a legit contender, that means you have enough pieces, parts to, to win a game, whether right. it be your defense locks people down, your offense just puts up a shitload of points. I think there's ways around it. I don't think anybody would really give up a first round pick for him. For the I, literally the only team I think that would give up a first round pick for Justin Tucker would be the Ravens because they've needed him on so many occasions to win them games. He hit that fucking monstrous kick against Detroit. Yeah. Little things like that. Other teams, I, I think they could get by with who they have. This Maybe. literally ate up thirty minute conversation on the way from my house over here because they were trying to think about who would do it, and and just, they said some teams might do it. You know, because now they're like after la- after last week's game, and and this is and the because the, the ones that missed they were so rare. Like Mason Crosby doesn't usually miss kicks. Yeah, well, he that's hit, one like, of them. That's like he Dustin... hit like thirty five straight kicks. I don't think because of one bad game in his yeah. like basically his entire tenure with the the Packers, they're gonna go. See you, Mason. We're getting rid of a first yeah. round pick. It just Dustin Fox me, it is like, oh, sense. you know, the, I think Mason's getting to that point he's, where he's going to be down, going downhill now because he missed three I, kicks in a row. I, I, I still it. would trust Mason Crosby to hit kicks. Yeah, I, I do too. And it again, was just it, an interesting it, question because that's how good Justin a Tucker. That's thing. how good Justin Tucker is. Oh no, he's, he's he's easily he's the best kicker of all time. Yeah, I to mean, me, Hall of Fame easily. Oh, first ballot. Yeah, like, like, honestly, I don't think there will be a better kicker, a more accurate kicker in no. football history than Justin Tucker. He's so good. But it's just one of those things you think about. You're like. No, the answer, easy answer is nobody. But then you think about it, it's like, hmm, would someone be desperate enough to want to get that? Because he's going to put you in games. No, I mean, know? let's like really, really quickly, we'll cover this. Like, let's go over contenders. You have Tyler Bass and the Buffalo Bills. Their kicker, he's fine. I don't think they have any right. interest. They're not going to trade a first round pick. I'm trying to just go over quick contenders. Tampa Bay, Dallas, Tampa Bay. I don't even know who their kicker is. It's uh, it's not Matt Gay anymore. Um, I fuck. I, I drafted him in one of my leagues. I cut him since, right. but. Regardless of who it is, no. When you have Tom Brady, you're not really worried about your kicker. Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Dallas Cowboys have, uh, I forgot his name too, but 
he's an okay kicker. And he, he had a shit game against Tampa. They would have won week one. They could be undefeated. But even then, after the game, Jerry Jones said, no, he'll be fine. And I don't think he's missed a kick since. Rams. Or if he has, it's, it hasn't been important. Uh, Zerline, Rams, don't they? Same thing. Yeah, Greg Zerline, I think, is their kicker. If he's a good kicker, I don't think he. they haven't lost because of a kick or anything like that. So I don't Ar- think Arizona. they're interested. Arizona has Matt Pratter or Prater, however you say yeah. it. He's been fine. They're undefeated. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. So, I mean, those are your contenders. A bit. Like Cleveland, even, like their quote unquote contender, maybe to some. Chase McLaughlin's been I fine. I love him. Like, love the guy. He's been fine. We have, if we're going to trade a first round pick to better our team, give me Deshaun Watson. I don't want a fucking <laughs> kicker. You know, give me a quarterback <laughs> if we're trading first round picks. All right, so let's get into this week's picks. I didn't go over last week's for the record, but uh, I'll do that another time. We'll catch up on that later. I think you took a lead, though. Uh, I might have. I had a couple different picks than you, and I think I hit them. Uh, yeah, I had Buffalo, and I had New Orleans, so that helped me. I got two two up there. Uh, but we'll go over these really quick, and then we'll we'll wrap up with the, the Cardinals. We had a lot to catch up on this week, and especially that Chargers game. There was so much to unpack. So. Uh, a lot of drama to unpack, yeah. So let's do it. We'll go to week six. We'll start off with Tampa Bay and Philly. I think we're both going to be pretty much on a consensus here. Yeah, Tampa Bay, easily. Yes, sir. The Tampa Bay... Buccaneers. Next up, Miami Jacksonville in London. <laughs> Those poor Brits of all the games to get. This NFL just fucks shit. them, don't they? Just... Ladies, ladies, if you're listening to this over over the pond, protect your butthole. Urban Meyer's coming. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, could you imagine? His wife's not happy right now, probably. She deleted her Twitter. Oh, she couldn't girl. couldn't take the negativity anymore. She said she loved interacting with people, but all the people that wouldn't stop harassing them about Urban, blah blah blah. Oh, and now now the much. and now the uh, the girl who got her ass molested, um, she's having a rough time of it now too. Even though she has not been identified yet. Okay. But I guess someone came out, and I guess the mother has been talking to whoever and saying that her daughter, the the company she works for, is like reviewing. Is it like against the clause? Mm, I could see that and stuff like that that her that this happened, and so. Yeah, just protect your butthole, like I said. That's it. That's the day and age we live in. If you're going to go out there and be a floozy and do weird shit in public, yep. make sure no one's... Don't do it in public. Find that's a non-married man to do it with. That too, yeah. when you If you think it's funny to dance up on Urban Meyer and, you know, like, you know, have a little fun, just know that it's probably going to get in the news and you're probably going to be yeah. seen doing it. Yeah. If you want to go be a floozy, do it to some fucking no-name guy in the corner and yep. no one's going to get Nobody shit. cares, yeah. All right. Miami and Jacksonville. I'm not going to lie to you. So as you know on our, our Facebook picks... I haven't submitted mine yet because this week has right. some tough matchups. Oh, and yeah, it has, yeah. we're, we hit our first week with bye weeks too, so it makes the, we have a few less games. But there are some tough ones for me that I don't know how to pick. Like right now, Miami's struggling. They just got blown out by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They can score though. They have a decent defense at times when they, when they want to to play that way. Excuse me. Offensively, they're a little limited without Tua, and I think they're even more limited with Tua. But this is a tough one for you. It is because oh. then you have Jacksonville, who have been kind of close in a couple of games. They're 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 looking for that breakout win. Urban Meyer, of course, same thing. He needs a win. He needs it. Like they're desperate at this point. He said that after last week's game. He's like, we're desperate for a W. So there's a part of me that wants to pick Jacksonville to get their first win of the season. All right. And I think I'm doing it. Oh, okay. I'm going Jacksonville. All right. Well, difference between us here. I do not think Jacksonville gets the win. I I think Miami takes this one. My thought process going into it, I won't dwell on this game too much because it's two shit teams, but Jacksonville, I look at it as they're a, a, a winless team. Sure. They are now in another country. Distractions are gone. Urban Meyer, of course, is on the hot seat, but at the same time, they haven't won a game. They didn't really have expectations. They were they had the number one pick last year. They have a rookie quarterback. You expect growing pains. Miami, on the other hand, has a very desperate coach in Brian Flores because they had high expectations this year. Obviously, you can't control injuries, Yep. but they only have one win. They're struggling this year. 
They haven't looked good on defense, which was supposed to be their their strong suit. So Brian Flores is a little desperate. You got two desperate coaches going up against each other. You got one guy with almost nothing to lose. You got another guy that's really fighting for his job because I could see Brian Flores getting canned soon if they don't start winning. For whatever reason, I just maybe Jacksonville comes out with this one. I'm going right. for it. Yeah, I'm, I feel. I, I, I just I, don't think in this day and age we're going to see an 0 17 team. And this is one of those games where Jacksonville might get that W. All right. Well, we differ. I go Miami. I think that. I think they take. Happens. I think they take it. Next up, we have a obviously good Green Bay team going up against a surprisingly decent Chicago Bears, but. You know where I stand. Yeah. Give me Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I, I mean, this was a pretty easy pick. Even though I, I do love to see – I love seeing that Justin Fields is progressing. Oh, he's looked good. Um, Since that embarrassing game against us, but it was a learning curve. I think, again, I'm, curve. I'm, I'm putting that on Matt Nagy. I don't blame coaches yeah. often, but that – my big thing is I always say the players have to execute whatever the coach gives, but I think Matt Nagy took a shit on, on the playbook before yeah. the game. That was what he gave them, so <laughs> – uh, but yeah, I got Green Bay in this one. I think Aaron Rodgers does what Aaron Rodgers does always. So Next up, we have the surprisingly decent Cincinnati Bengals against the lowly Detroit Lions. I think the Bengals handled them pretty easily. Yeah, I, I did not see Cincinnati being this way this year, to be honest. I really didn't. But yeah, Cincinnati takes this one. And I hope Dan Campbell cries again. It would be kind of funny. Maybe he cries if they win, too. I just want to see him cry regardless. Yeah, a teary, and teary. you know what? I mean, don't get me wrong. This is Whenever I pick an AFC North team to win, I am okay with losing my point in the standings if they lose the game. Right, sure. So go sure. Detroit, but I'm picking Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. Next up, Houston at Indianapolis. Uh, the Texans came out and said that uh, Terod Taylor is the starter when healthy, which, no shit. I can't believe that needed to be addressed. Well, it has to be, of course. But I get it because Davis Mills is your rookie quarterback. When teams draft a rookie quarterback, I think Davis Mills was their third-round pick or something like that. Not a high pick, but still a guy that you could potentially mold to be your future, maybe, if you if you got lucky. I don't think so. I think Davis Mills is a bum. But I guess there is that thought with them of, hey, maybe this guy turns out to be our starter. So has he played well enough to keep the job? And they already said no. If Terod Taylor's healthy, he's playing. I don't think Terod Taylor's going to be playing this weekend. I'm not positive. But I also think the Colts are now a pissed-off team. I think the South is kind of wide open. So... Don't look now, but I could see the Colts going on a little bit of a stretch here, and this is going to start it off. So I'm taking the Colts at home. Yeah, I, I mean, I just wasn't going to pick against the Colts here. I think Wentz kind of got a fire lit underneath him last week, and I think it's going to continue going on for a while here. Yeah, speaking of Wentz, this is something, again, I listen to way too much sports talk radio in Cleveland, sure. and I get irritated, and I know some of it is hot takes. They do things to get people riled up. But one thing I just don't understand is when guys talk out their ass. That's what I hate. If you want to have a hot take, by all means. Is this a, is this a FM show or an this AM, is an AM show? This is, oh, okay. I'll, I'll name drop. Aaron Goldhammer oh, on the really a big show. Douche. He is. He's usually pretty well informed, though. I want you to keep tagging at him these email, these tweets. Oh, I, I, want, I want him to respond. He doesn't so, respond. So Tuesday, after the Monday night game, he comes on to talk about Lamar Jackson's great performance, blah, 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 the Colts choking away the game. And he says, and I quote, Carson Wentz is toast. That guy stinks. You know, the Colts are a joke, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, again, if you really look at it, Carson Wentz, he literally had a career-best game on, on that day. I think his completion percentage was the highest it's ever been, his yards, whatever. I don't remember the exact stats, but they said career highs for Carson Wentz in that game. He put on a great performance against a potential Super Bowl contender in Baltimore. And still they come out and go, that guy sucks. He's toast. He's done. He's washed up. Why would they trade for him? Blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, he had a game that if Baker Mayfield had that same exact performance, Browns fans would be fucking going crazy about how great he is. So it just irritates me, little things like that. When you you work for ESPN Radio, the Monday Night Football game is on ESPN, 
and then you sound like a fucking idiot because you clearly didn't watch the game or pay attention they to it. They just give shows to anybody, actually. They really do. I mean, this guy's from Denver hosting I'm surprised a talking show. about Bob's and that on AM, AM radio. We're yeah. a little too edgy. Oh, it's it's because of all your emails 10 years yeah, ago between John Christ. Gruden. <laughs> they won't give us shows. <laughs> I always told Kyle all, not to email all, John all, Gruden. All the, all the dick pics I got back in the day. <laughs> yeah. It really ruins me. It happens. It always comes back to bite you. <laughs> Next up, we have a pretty easy one for me. You have Los Angeles Rams going up against more than likely the Mike Glennon-led New York Giants. I, I was looking at the stat lines for that game for last week and i had to look twice I'm like that really is mike glennon he still plays oh yeah that's crazy yeah i know the rams easily yeah, here but, but the poor Honestly, giants I wrote, are just like, I wrote that before you even started talking i knew where you were going they're in the, they're in a hot like they're in the hospital literally the entire team is so beat up yeah they're in bad shape it sucks i mean you don't like to see a team like that don't get me wrong i like watching teams suck as a browns fan it's fun <laughs> we're used to it i just why. don't like seeing teams that just can't like these guys get hurt all the time i right. want to see daniel jones lose because daniel jones played all 60 minutes. I don't want to see Daniel Jones stumbling because he got concussed so fucking bad. That was a scary looking injury. Like, did, did he, he fall on his, his own? I didn't see what happened. No, he got tackled basically on his head, got up, tried walking away, and like literally started like shaking like a baby deer. Like it was, it was sad. It was like scary did to watch. Take him up back and put him down. They should have. They bambied him. <laughs> <laughs> Bambi's mom. I'm sorry. Uh, next up, we have Kansas City, the struggling Chiefs against a very struggling Washington football team. I got Kansas City here. I do too. Yeah, I mean, Ron is... Rivera, I, I really had high expectations for Washington this year on defense, especially offense. He even admitted, and I, that's what I like about Riverboat Ron, is he came out and said, you know, we're still trying to figure out this quarterback position. Like, there's not much you can do in one offseason uh, when you're limited, your draft. They had they went to the playoffs last year, so their draft pick was in like the 20s. There's only so much you can do. They obviously weren't getting a quarterback in the 20s out of this draft that was worth it. So they signed Ryan Fitzpatrick. He, of course, got hurt, possibly at the water park, like Kyle thinks. <laughs> Conspiracy. And, uh, uh, but yeah, they're struggling. I don't see them keeping up with Kansas City's offense, even though I do think they'll score quite a bit because Kansas City's defense is that bad. Right. But I'm going Kansas City as well. Next up, Minnesota against Carolina. This one's an interesting matchup because you have Minnesota. two teams I can't really get a read on. Is McCaffrey playing? They said today he's 50 50. They 50/50. don't know. He said he's not willing to lean one way or the other. And this can wasn't I, from him. This was can from I hold off my pick until this Sunday? This was Matt Rule that said it. Can I hold off my pick till Sunday? I mean, yeah, why not? No, I'm kidding. I'm going Carolina here. I, I just don't I don't trust Minnesota. I really don't. I, I I like Minnesota's team. I mean, I just think their defense, I just think Carolina's gonna come out and win this game. It's gonna be a close game though. Uh, see, I am gonna we're differing. Oh, if, okay. I think Minnesota has struggled for the last two weeks, yep. which they have. For whatever reason, Minnesota's one of those teams where just when you think that they're they're gone, they're done, they put up forty. I could see this one being a game where Cousins goes out there and puts up fucking. I just three don't think touchdowns. Carolina's defense allows that to happen. I don't. I just don't think Carolina's offense. It also really depends on Christian McCaffrey. I think without McCaffrey, their offense is very limited. Can you put an asterisk next to my pick now? Hundred percent, if you <laughs> want it. Um, so I'm going to go Minnesota here. I just think Minnesota's offense has better firepower than than Carolina. And even with McCaffrey, if he's currently 50-50 to play, I'm not expecting a ton out of him, even if he does suit up on Sunday. Their defense is very banged up in Carolina. They got two new uh, corners. They just traded for Gilmore last week. We talked about. I, I talked about on the show. Uh, I don't even think he's ready to play yet, so I just I don't know. I got I'm going Minnesota, going with my gut. All right. Next up, we have probably the game of the week. I really hope this one's on TV locally because I want to fucking watch it. Los Angeles Chargers against the Baltimore Ravens. This was a hard Baltimore. one. This is a hard one. This is a tough one. Absolutely. You have two teams with really good high-powered offenses and really shitty defenses that can't stop anybody. This this game might be like a sixty to fifty-five game. It's very possible. Yeah, I was back and forth before I made my decision, and I'm still not even confident in my decision. Uh, but I'm going Baltimore. 
Okay. I'm, I'm going to go. See, for me, with the what, home team. what I hate, obviously, I hate Baltimore. I hate them as I a Browns fan. Sure. Baltimore plays with such a horseshoe up their ass. They get lucky. And look at the kick by Justin Tucker. Yeah. That kick was led to by a missed uh, delay of game penalty. Yep. Two lucky things happen to them. Then you go to Sun- or to Monday night, a missed extra point, missed field goal, blocked field goal, getting the ball first from the coin toss. Luck, 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 luck. It's all luck. I think the Chargers are a really good team, especially offensively. I think the, the Ravens' defense has been uh, exposed a little bit. I also think the Chargers get pressure on the quarterback to where it's going to make life a little difficult for Lamar Jackson. And I'm, I'm, I'm pulling for OSU, and I'm pulling for Joey Bosa here <laughs> to have a huge game and to plant – well, I know it was his brother, but plant that flag in Baltimore. This is going to be uh, – for me, I'm just calling it signature win for Justin Herbert. This uh-huh. is what's going to get people really admi- – like not admiring, but really talking about him as – taking that next step to being one of the better quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, I'm okay with Baltimore I'm going losing, Chargers. Okay. I, I just think Baltimore's defense is better than the Chargers' defense, and I think that's going to be the difference. I just think after watching Baltimore multiple times now, their offensive line is trash. They have no run game. They need to have a, tr- a good offensive line for him back there. He, just, he breaks right, out of but the no, thing but What runs. I watched, though, was uh, the, the Colts' defensive line is pretty damn good. They have some really good players. and They made Lamar Jackson's life miserable in the first half. I think the Chargers' defensive line is even better. And I'm looking for them to really make things difficult for uh, for Lamar. And they just have to cover, stop the fucking busted plays. The, 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 the Ravens get so lucky with these busted plays. Guys just scrambling around. Lamar scrambles till he just goes, all right, fucking I'm going to throw it. Yeah, I mean, once Lamar gets out of that that that, that It's pocket, a free-for-all. It's backyard it's, football. It's hard to decide what's going to happen then. And he's hard to tackle. Yeah. We know oh, yeah, that. He's I mean, elusive. Not that I know. I haven't tried to tackle him before. But just watching professional people try to tackle him, it looks hard to do. So. I'm going Chargers, though. I'm going signature this win for Justin could be a big swing one way or the it other. Really so is. You could take a demanding lead it this really week. It really is. All right. Next up, we have the Gruden-less Vegas Raiders against the Denver Broncos. This one's a tough game. Um, it was a coin toss for me in this one. Normally, if Gruden was coaching, I probably would pick the Raiders and be pretty confident in it. But I think your coach resigning in the middle of the season like this when you were a perennial playoff team, or I'm sorry, not perennial, you were on the cusp of being a playoff team, uh, makes it difficult. It makes me think, I don't know if you saw today, uh, Carl Nassib, he took a personal day. Did you see that? No. So he called Mike Mayock or whatever and said, I'm taking a personal day today because of what Gruden resigning. And he's like, I need a little time to think about all this. Like, I want to soak it in. And Mike Mayock was like, 100%. He's like, I actually want you to come to the facility. I'd like to talk with you one-on-one and, like, address all of this with you. So I think there's a little, you know, obviously there's obviously there's controversy there with the Gruden thing. But I think it's really going to shake up the locker room a little bit. She's Terrace cooking something. And they're not going to be fully cooking focused. burning. And with that being said, I just think in the middle of a week you get a new head coach, which means you have to start the game plan from scratch kind of. It's just I think it's a clusterfuck of a week. We are on two sides of the equation with the mind the, the 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 mind thoughts on this. I think that the Raiders are going to be like, fuck it. We lost our coach, but fuck this, fuck him, we're going to push through and we're gonna win this game. I think I would think that normally if he got fired. Like if they were struggling and they're yeah. like, It's John Gruden's fault, but to resign in the middle of the week and to have all this shit, like you gotta think think of the players. When they do their pre interviews and stuff like that for the games, all anyone's going to talk about is this John Gruden shit. How sure. to address it? How do you feel? And I just think it's going to mentally kind of fuck with them. Whereas the Denver Broncos can kind of sit back and be like, you know, we kind of came close against the Steelers last week. We we blew it, but we kind of came close. Let's just take advantage of a lesser team. So I'm going. I'm going Denver, All right. especially at home. Yeah, I'm going Vegas. I think uh, I think that their their talent and their defense is just oh, this good is really going to be a huge yeah. Swing of a week. It's going to be it's going to be a rough week. Next up, Dallas at New England. For me, this is an easy one. Um, New England, right? 
Yeah. <laughs> Mac Jones is just showing that he is the epitome of a game manager, dink and dunk quarterback. He's the Belichick His, type of quarterback. As I said, I think I talked about it last week, when they played Tampa Bay and they were, it was a close game for sure. And Mac Jones set that rookie record of most completions in a row at 20 or whatever it was. But none of them were like impressive passes. Like he just doesn't look that good to me. Uh, with that being said, there's no way New England can keep up with Dallas offensively. Yeah, I think no. Dallas is just on another level. Uh, defensively, uh, Diggs is fucking, he's defensive player of the year right now, Trevon Diggs. No questions about it. He's got an interception in all five games so far. He's looked phenomenal. The Dallas defense, I'm not going to lie, I have a friend that's a Cowboys fan. I won't I won't sit on this too long, but uh, he's a Cowboys fan, and I was pissed for him when they drafted Micah Parsons. I said, you guys need an offensive line. Dak got hurt last year because your offensive line sucks. Mm-hmm. Zeke has played like shit for the last couple of years because your offensive line sucks. Your number one priority should have been offensive line. They went 90% defense in the draft, and it's paying tenfold for them because they are their defense looks next level. It's playing great. Their offense is clicking. They're healthy. With that being said, I think Dallas wins is pretty fucking yeah, easy. Yeah, Dallas, Dallas pick for me too. Pretty simple. Their, their offense is too good. But, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if New England doesn't make it interesting for a little bit though. Just as Belichick is. I mean, he always tends to step up to these really good teams. I mean, who would have thought they would have made it competitive against Tampa Bay? But he did. Well, I think a lot of that had to do with emotions for Brady going back. Yeah. And then the weather. Weather wasn't helping anybody. Sure. Um, Obviously, this game's weather pending too. But I think Dallas is a, is a better offense than Tampa Bay. Um, Like, all, all around. Just because they have Zeke. Zeke's a better running back than anybody on Tampa Bay. Yeah. So, all overall, I think they're the more well-rounded team. I mean, Dallas should have won week one. Let's be honest. If they didn't miss those kicks, um, they probably win that game. So I think Dallas is a really good team, a very, very, very surprised team that could sneak into the playoffs and go pretty far, and people aren't really expecting it right now. But I Just think one legit. round, that's it. Usually, but that was with Romo. <laughs> so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Sunday night, what a shit game. We have the Geno Smith-led Seattle Seahawks going into I don't have this one picked yet, by you the don't? way. You don't? I, I'm I'm gonna make the decision right now in a minute, but I just I don't I'm, I don't know how to pick this one because it's an easy pick for me if Russell Wilson's playing. Yeah. Oh yeah. Without Seattle, Russell, I think Seattle would beat Pittsburgh handedly. Without Russell Wilson playing, I I I think Gene is Geno Smith, right? Yep. I still think Geno can move the ball. I think he runs at offense. Okay, he did last week. Okay, not to the obviously Russell Wilson standard. So my theory on that, not theory, but my thoughts on that is that's just because the Rams spent the whole week game planning for Russell Wilson. Sure. That when Geno Smith came into the game, it's like when a rookie comes in halfway through, it sometimes yeah. looks good. Like when Baker beat the Jets. The ba- the Jets, his f- first game ever, the Jets spent the whole week for Terod Taylor, and then Baker comes in, and next thing you know, he lights it up. I think if they game-planned him for the week, it would have been a different story. Sure. So now that the Steelers know it's Geno Smith for a week, they've watched his old tape with the Jets, etc. They still have one of the better offenses or defenses. Their offense looked okay uh, last week. They... Didn't look bad at all. Seattle's defense is also on pace to give up the most yards ever in football history. Uh, give me the Steelers. Pretty easy pick for me yeah, here it was, with the Wilson news. Yeah, if yeah, Wilson was playing, it was, give me it's, the Seattle. It was hard for me because I just hate picking Pittsburgh on anything. Right. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I mean, I'll take Pittsburgh on this one. Then Monday Night Football. I think this one's going to be a pretty easy pick for us as well. Another coach that could possibly be in the hot seat, Mike Vrabel, is at home taking on the Buffalo Bills, Tennessee Titans. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm going Buffalo. Buffalo, Buffalo yeah. To me, Buffalo is the best team in football right now. I, I don't think Buffalo's losing for a while. Yeah, I guess I have to look at their schedule long term, and that gets us to one last game. Cleveland, Arizona. Take your pick. The big thing for me, I needed to wait because there's again so many Browns on the injury report. How many of them are legitimately threatening to miss the game? 
and how many of them are just a rest day, if you will. Here's my here's my asterisk to this. If if we get back Newsom, if Newsom's back, if um, Ward's playing, then I'm I'm picking the Browns. Okay. If the rumor is that they think those those guys are going to be good to go. Yeah. If they're not playing, then I'm taking the the Cardinals. But it's going to be a close game. It's going to be another, I think, shootout because I, Cardinals defense is not good. No. They they give up a lot of points. They give up touchdowns easily. So in their best pass rusher, pass rusher uh, Chandler Jones was placed COVID, in the COVID yeah. list, and they're not expecting him to play. Their center Pro Rodney Bowl Hudson, center, he's who out. they traded for from the Raiders, um, he's out. he's out officially. So they have some injuries as well. If they have to overcome, and for me, I'm I'm irritated by Sunday's loss. I'm mad at the whole team overall, the Browns. And I feel like this is a statement game. This is a go out there. You're facing an undefeated team, a potential MVP <clears throat> in Kyler Murray. Um, if you look at anybody's rankings, just of power rankings for teams, the Cardinals are more than likely a top three team for most people. Uh, excuse me. Browns are top 10. For me, this is a huge game. Yeah. The Browns have had a tough schedule. Don't get me wrong. Beginning of the season. You start off with the Chiefs. Then you play against the, the, the hot Chargers like you did. The Browns haven't had an easy schedule. But this is a statement game. This is where you go out there, and if you're Baker Mayfield, you really try to prove people. And you know what? I don't even need, I don't need Baker to play like Aaron Rodgers. I've I've gotten to the point where I don't expect him to ever have a game like that. He's not that kind of quarterback. I get it. So just go out there and do enough to win the fucking game. Yep. I'm going with the Browns based on the injuries for the Cardinals, based on them having to travel to Cleveland. I am pissed that it's a four o'clock start because the Browns are more used to playing at one. And the Cardinals are more used to playing at four I o'clock still don't Eastern time, that. so they're giving them an advantage, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not happy about it, but still, I'm gonna have to go with my gut here. I'm going Cleveland. Yeah, I mean, I'm going Cleveland just based on the, them playing. But I said if if they don't play, then it's, it's, I think it's gonna be a harder game. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, and we'll we're not our... very good against mobile quarterbacks either. You no, know? we'll do our quick keys to the game. I mean, last week again, we were without Jadavian Clowney. Um, we had some other guys on the defensive line get banged up. We had JOK get hurt in the first quarter. We lost, as we said earlier, Greedy Williams. We lost uh, Denzel Ward. Greg Newsom didn't play. So plenty of people missed the game against the Chargers and their their high-powered offense. Now we're going up against another high-powered offense. They're without their tight end, Max Williams, who's having a career year. He's out for the season now for the, the Cardinals. So I just think that, you know, I don't think they're going seventeen and zero, and I think they have to lose a game eventually. And I'm going to go with this one. Yeah. So, to me, it's it's containment. It's understanding. Hundred percent. And, and how... Kyler Murray makes huge mistakes. Oh yeah. He scrambles around like an idiot. He hasn't really figured out how to be like Lamar Jackson, and he will get sacked for a fifteen yard loss every once in a while. Yeah. And you're like, holy shit! But their offense is dynamic enough where he can throw it up to DeAndre Hopkins and get those twenty five yards back in a heartbeat. Right. So, health is going to be the true component of this team. I think the defense is pissed off. I know uh, before the Bears game, that's where Miles Garrett called the defense out and said, you guys need to step it up. And he went out and had a career game. The whole defense played lights out against the Bears. I'm hoping they did the same exact thing because then we went out against Minnesota and shut them down. And I'm hoping after the Sunday game against the Chargers where we got embarrassed, everybody's pissed off. Yeah. John Johnson, blue coverages. He came out after the game and said, you know, these are plays we, we run in our sleep that are so easy. I still don't understand how we blew those two to passes over the top like that i think again it just comes down to the injuries and depth because that's where you you have guys coming in and out of the game that aren't used to playing i know they picked on aj green a ton because he doesn't play a lot he's a basically a rookie he's not a rookie 
technically by league terms, but in terms of playing, he's essentially a rookie. So I think if everybody's on the same page, we have health, we're at home, Stefanski's going to coach a hell of a game, I think. Uh, I think the defense is pissed off. They have something to prove, and they're going to go out there and prove it this week. Yeah, yeah. Keys to the game for me, keep the ball out of their hands as much as you can because their yeah. offense can score at will. So control the ball, run the ball, and then on defense, it's just do your job. That's all I can say. I mean, yeah. there's really nothing more to it. These guys need to cover. They need to make make the day tough for Kyler Murray and slow this offense down and then control the clock. What's your uh, score predict? Uh, I think it's going to be lower than most people think. I'm going to go with, give me 27 to 21. It'll be a close one. Uh, Browns win. I think at 35-28. Okay. Browns take I'm it. going kind of lower. I just think there's going to be some turnovers. I think there's there's going to be some defensive stops on both sides. Yeah. Um, We'll see. What do I know? I'm just taking Nothing. a stab in the dark. Just, yeah, I have yeah. no idea. We'll be back here next I week bitching about this game, I didn't even too. think about the score, so when you asked me, I just first numbers that came to my mind, 27-21. Even when I said 21, I'm like... I don't like that number, but I'm like, fuck it, 27-21. Uh, but yeah, we'll see. So great episode. We're hitting the two-hour mark right now, but we got a lot. We had to unpack it all. So I'm glad you guys stuck it out and listened with us. Enjoy your week. Enjoy your weekends. Go Browns. Go whatever team you root for, and we'll wrap it all up again next week. Yep. Absolutely. See ya. Later.